This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hi, I'm Misa. Hi, I'm Will. We're going to talk about Passport to Peril by Lawrence Block, written under the name Anne, or published under the name Anne Campbell Clark. Uh, he, uh, it was published in 67, but I think there's internal stuff that tells us, uh, it's a little earlier than that. Um, we were just before the show started, we were playing a game of, uh, guess what year this photo was taken, right? And, uh, you can do that with books too, right? Um, at one point in this novel, they were asking about, uh, people in Ireland were, uh, were asking this American lady about, uh, JFK. Like he was still alive. Wasn't that weird? I don't remember that. <clears throat> yeah, me neither. I remember they talked about, um, uh, Teddy Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Teddy Kennedy's in there too, but um it's interesting. Like it came Oh yes, 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 right, because of the Irish connection. Yes, yeah, I remember. He's, uh, right. Well, yeah, he's they're proud of his him being right. president, right? Yeah, yeah. Um but before me maybe we get into uh analyzing the book at all, uh I gotta ask you uh I'd never read this book before. It it I knew apparently very few people did. Yes, a very uh, very few people. Uh, but I, I've read lots of Lawrence Block before, and uh, so I knew it would be a book worthy of reading. Um, I didn't know how worthy of reading it would be. Um, Misa, you you uh, noped out of one of his books because it it got pretty horrific. This book gets yes. per- pretty horrific too, doesn't it? Um. By the time this book gets horrific, it's already your waist too sunk into it. <laughs> you, yeah, and and it, it, you were surrounded by a cocoon of singing and and countryside, and I, for a while there, I was like, "Wow, is he just is he just going to write a lovely little book?" What? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just halfway through, and I was like, oh, I re- "I'm really enjoying this, but it's not going anywhere." And I wasn't upset about it. I yeah, was, no, I would have been very happy. It, just, I was very happy it, at that. It's almost plotless, right? Which is so cool. I love that. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah. I, I've, I've argued with people over the years that like mm. not all books actually need to have plots. <laughs> you know, like just spending time with hobbits in Hobbiton. Uh, it was just so pleasant. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> just this lady goes to a, uh, singing, uh, goes to a bar and sings. And then uh, mm-hmm. she goes and had breakfast with an old lady who likes to bicycle. And then, right, like that plot, that plotting is so minimal. There's no, and yet, you know, he's, but the little red herrings. Yes. yes he's leaving in those girl. little things here and there. Yeah. And I, I actually knew pretty much I, it went as I expected, but, um, what did you think, Will? You're not a big Lawrence Block reader, right? No, this was my first time. Oh, really? Um, oh. Yeah. What did you yeah. think? Um, well, I, um, I enjoyed the um the trip to the countryside um uh just all of the lovely singing um uh I was really hoping today Jesse that you would sing for us <laughs> <laughs> Irish eyes are smiling 
Uh, maybe I never shall marry. Uh, I, I never shall marry as long as I live. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was more singing than I thought I would get out of you. So, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I really liked this book. Um, uh, it did make me think like, who is the audience of this book mm. in 1967? Helen Innes readers. Right. Um, uh, McInnes, McInnes, sorry. Yeah, I, I was saying Helen Innes. I think Helen Innes is maybe a similar writer. It's Helen McInnes, I'm pretty sure. Helen McInnes, yeah. Yeah. Have you read any Helen McInnes? Anybody? No. Me neither. And neither had Lawrence Block. Yes, that's what he was saying. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think I've seen a couple, maybe one of her movies uh, adapted from probably her first novel. Um, and there, it's like spy shit, right? It's spies with a little bit of romance. Um, it's exa- so he delivered a he delivered a formula, right? Uh, romance with a little bit of spies. Sp- romance <laughs> with a little bit of spies, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, how smooth did this go down? Was this like a stout where you didn't like it at first, or was it uh, easy drinking all the way through? I thought it was easy drinking all the way through. Um, but it, it was a formula. Like, by the time the bad guy came around, like, I, ne- I never believed that David was bad, <laughs> and I, ever. And then when, when the priest came up in the car, I was like, okay, there he is. <laughs> Not the first time or the second time he came up? Well, the in first the time, the first time, like, I like I liked the way he did it because he, he, like, he just pulled you in and you're like, why does that priest want her passport? Why? And like, you're expecting him to do something terrible and he doesn't. And then you're like, Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've uh, misjudged him. Maybe I misjudged. Maybe he really is a nice man uh, until he comes back. But he, I didn't trust him for one second. <laughs> once he was back. So it was, it was obvious. It was all very obvious, but, but I liked it. Well, well, I'm, 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 I'm really interested since this is your first Lawrence Block. This is not his typical. He does write women protagonists in other books. Um, you know, viewed the world through women, but generally it's not that. It's usually a male. Um, so how did you like the writing? Like page by page, line by line. Page by page, line by line. Um, the writing, uh, I mean, I thought it was like there were moments where it got to be like a little bit much, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, overall, I, uh, you know, think it went down like a nice pachin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were intoxicated, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I but my thought about this book was that it was um. For a, a 24-year-old in 1967, the height of sexual revolution, mm. um, uh, Ellen Cameron is like a rather chaste individual. Oh, she is. yes. For a but, folk that's, singer. but that's the audience, right? Yeah, that's the audience. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Yes. she's very, uh, uh, she, uh, They get snug at one point. <laughs> they yeah, snuggle. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she... People. She yeah, she hides her uh, her nudity, and he's so gentlemanly, right? 
Uh, but yeah, for a folk singer, she's she's uh, not so folksy as one might imagine in real life. <laughs> also, what about the what about this scene with the IRA? I was really into this scene with the IRA because yes. it was just like ridiculous. Um, mm, it was pastitious, uh, you know. It's sort of like something you've imagined you've seen before. Um, yeah, like that part never happened when he went when Lawrence Block went to Ireland, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, certainly not. Um, but well, what I thought was ridiculous about it is like there's just this like massive amount of violence. Yes. Like they just like kill all these dudes. Like for one of them, it was the first time he had mm-hmm. killed dudes, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Okay, let's go have a party." Yeah, that part. And that they, part's realistic. <laughs> Uh, well, and then at the party, one of them gets shot, and then they keep having a party after yes. they. That get was shot. weird. That was weird. No, that's very movie-like, right? That's a very. Really? Um, oh yeah, I mean, it's like you have to have you have to have. Uh, it was it. Uh, wh- Here's what I love about Lawrence Block's writing: he's following a formula. You know what the formula is. You'll like it anyways. Right, like it doesn't. None of the dialogue f- felt clunky. And when I thought folk singer, I'm like, oh shit, I'm not so into the folk singers. But what kind of folk singing <laughs> is this? It isn't like, uh, you know, the uh, the kind of folk singing I think of when I think of folk singer. You remember the, in the movie Airplane, there's a lady with a guitar <laughs> who sings to a, a a child who's um, you know, on a ventilator or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, there is only one river. <laughs> there is only one. Like that. Oh my God. I hate that shit. I, uh, inspirational songs, you know? But the kind that are in here are like, they're all historical, um, events. It's mm-hmm. like history. And mm-hmm. it's funny. Um, earlier this week, I got a call from my boss, uh, asked me if I, if I could help a student with the World War II essay. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Um, when, when, uh, <laughs> I actually talked to the kid, it was, no, it's not World War Two. it's World War One, And I'm like, oh, that's no problem. World War One's influence on Ireland. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's a little different. Um, you know, and the Irish rising and, and, uh, you know, home rule in 1922. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Cause that's <laughs> what a book I'm reading right now. Right. Um, <laughs> And that's, that's the cool thing is, uh, the history of Ireland is the history of failed revolutions, right? It's a, they were under like, uh, British rule for like since 1100, basically. Yeah. The first, first and last colony in a certain sense. And they're still, you know, still part of Ireland's under. And I'm like, oh, that, uh, the IRA in the, book is not the ira of the 80s that i remember and it's not the ira of today which is at peace right that, yeah, yeah yeah i mean Sinn fein's currently governing northern ireland right 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 we'll see what happens but uh it, apparently according to star trek and mr data uh they're going to reunite in uh next year <laughs> right ireland's going to become united as one republic um, there, there was a there was a line in there, and she said something about all of us that have been under the British rule, and um, and I can't tell you how much my mother hates the British because mm-hmm. because they they were the overlords in Egypt yep. for so long. 
There. So I was like, I, I hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're real bastards, and it doesn't it doesn't uh, translate across generations as well as like the people here are free, right? But not all of them. That's why mm-hmm. the IRA is there, and they're mm-hmm. they're gearing up, they're doing all the thing. Um, I I didn't I was not satisfied with the ultimate MacGuffin. I knew it was going to be under something in her passport. I knew yeah. it was because of the title. I, I guess because, I just knew. I, you know what? I read for so long. I didn't get it to the passport thing until it was the past. But but the way that they kept coming back to the passport mm-hmm. over and over, mm-hmm. I knew it was something to do with the passport. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't make the title till much later because I was sleeping, I guess. Well, it's it's easy listening, right? And the narrator, uh, she was very, very good. A much better singer than I. pj morgan is her name um wow that would be a daunting task just reading a book but also singing she does a lot of singing and she does a good job with it and she also sings in a uh, male voices too right because not everybody there is her uh, our main character Mm -hmm. and accents she did a really good job Lawrence Block is a really good writer. And the, I was just thinking, like, if I was P.J. Clark, I think that's her name. Morgan, P.J. I don't know. Clark is the, yeah. <laughs> it's Anne Campbell Clark. PJ, if I was P.J. Morgan and I had finished this book, I would be super happy with myself. Because it's, honestly, um, this is about as perfect a book as you can get, uh, given what we're dealing with. It's a formula, right? <laughs> it is a recipe. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, like 191 pages originally, I think. It's how many hours? Six hours? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, five hours, 38, right? So, uh, it's a, it's a short novel. It's not going to be a sequels. It's not going to be a series. It's about a young lady who's goes on a trip, uh, and she wants some romance and she wants some, to be chased, like literally across the countryside. She wants to have like a, uh, Jane Austen style. Um, he's a, he's a monster. No, he's a hero sort of scene, right? It's, it's delivering what women want and it's doing it really, really well. Nice and smooth. And I, I think Lawrence Block did a great job with all the, the historical research that you know, like he really was enthusiastic about Irish history. Mm-hmm. Like I learned a little bit, which is impressive. Yeah, it wasn't just fun. It didn't just go down smooth and and uh, give me a little thrill of um, you know excitement is uh, on the Irish countryside. It no, was, it was great fun. It was it was like a really good little book. I'm like I, I sent you guys a. Double check mark or something. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a good book so far, right? And uh, yeah, it didn't get it didn't get really creepy and scary when until quite late. So I I was thinking at that point, oh my, I might not be able to handle this. No, no, I was I was fully in. I, I the whole like I kept reading it, going, when's when's it when's it going to turn? When's it going to turn? And when's it he going to turn the knife? 
I mean, it gets pretty gruesome, right? Like the people are burned to death, their legs blown off, right? And they're like, shoot somebody's brains out. It does, yeah. But but it, but, it, but in previous books, like you're going, th- like that's where you are for the book. Yeah, well, or that's where it starts. I think. Or it know. starts. Yeah, there's it starts with a murder and a really horrible murder, and then. And get the guys. really violent. Really, really violent. It's but just as one... uh, just as violent. I think the difference here is we have a nice uh, guy from Philadelphia to cling to, to leg cling to. You know, just oh, shield us from the horror. We do. We do. And it's so far away. Like I've got, I've got all that shielding above. Yes, and you know, there's even a nice old lady to talk to at breakfast sometimes, who gets strangled. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> off screen. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. I was I was I was not sure about the the German uh, guy with the family. I thought he was a red herring. Turns out he was he was not. So what you happened to the kids? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they went back to the to the casting room where they got them. I guess so. The spy training school. Yeah, right. I was also, you know, the very first woman with red hair who who picked her up from when she got mugged. I right. was like. She too. I I wasn't sure about her. I'm still not sure if she was in the ring or not. I think she was just a nice Londoner. See, do you? But she was asking so much about the passport and don't go to the police and let me take you to your hotel. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think think he didn't know probably at the time he was writing it, but he knew he had to leave leave those. uh, uh, When I say leave, it's like getting two books and you... Or a pair, a deck of cards, and you shuffle, leaving them together, you know. He has to mention the passport every once in a while, because that's in the title. And he's playing a game, uh, which is a great, great game, uh, with the reader, is Mm -hmm. I need to tip my hand so that you know where to look, so that when Helen, not Helen, when, um, what's her name? Ellen. (laughs) Ellen. When Ellen gets to the, uh, in the car with the priest, you're... Just ahead of her, right? Yeah. So we need to be just ahead of her. And sometimes she's ahead of us, or at least in my mm-hmm. case, she was ahead of me. Um, and I, I actually was looking for like little details in his story that didn't add up. The priest story, I'm like, mm, is that right? Uh, I wish I knew my Irish history better. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Lars <laughs> Block is doing it to try and get it exactly right. So, um, there is a, uh, description. He's a really good, uh, promoter of his stuff on his blog. Did you- I assume you read that, Misa? I, I didn't read the blog, but what I did find was his afterward. To I think the that's story. probably the same thing as this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, did you read it well? No, I didn't see that. All right. I'll read this and you tell me if this is the same thing, Misa. Okay. Uh, uh, Passport to Peril by Lawrence Block, writing as Anne Campbell Clark. In 1966, I was living at a at 16 Stratford Place in New Brunswick, New Jersey. I'd spent a year in Wisconsin as an editor in a coin supply division of Western Printing. And just when it looked as though I might have a future in the corporate world, I realized that it was the last thing I wanted. I'd been writing books all along, and I'd moved east and resumed writing full-time. My agent, Henry Morrison, came to me with an assignment. Lancer Books, for whom I'd written a few books during Larry T. Shaw's editorship, wanted to publish a romantic espionage thriller in the tradition of Helen McInnes. I hadn't read anything by Miss Miss McInnes. It's actually 
Is MS Miss? Ms. Ms. Okay. Yeah, he didn't know she was married. Uh, although, uh, she didn't change her name to her husband's name, so I don't know what that does. Anyways, anything by Miss, Ms. McInnes. Though I knew her, the byline. Her books were published in hardcover and frequently wound up on bestseller lists. Mine would be published as a paperback original and bestseller status would not even, would be not even a fleeting dream. I don't know if I actually read any of the books which were by, which were to be my model. I probably skimmed a couple. I knew what was required. A clean, sweet, likable American girl as the heroine, reasonably exotic foreign locale, a couple of people uh, who were not what they appeared to be, including an evident villain who turned out to be the unlikely hero, and the love interest. And a dashingly attractive good guy who turned out to be an absolute rotter. <laughs> I could, I could do that. And I knew just where to set it. Ireland, where else? I'd actually been to Ireland, which gave it a leg up on the rest of the world. In the fall of 1964, a few months after my move to Racine, my wife and I flew to Limerick and spent the better part of two weeks driving around Ireland. We had a day in Edinburgh and a few days in England, but Ireland got the bulk of our business. Aside from brief forays into Canada and Mexico, this was my first time out of the States, and it felt like an adventure. It felt even more like a homecoming. It's clear to me I spent at least one past life in Ireland. Among my earliest memories are one of listening to an Irish songs on the radio. There was a girl who sang Tura on a local amateur show, and I'm pleased to report that she was the winner three weeks running. I had... Huh. I had a set of books of knowledge, and from it I learned all the lyrics of the lyrics to Where I Know the Green. Uh, when I had begun selling short fiction and was casting about for a book to write, I decided a novel of the Irish Rebellion and Civil War might be a good choice. But what do I know about that? I amassed an extensive library on English and Irish history and read a surprising amount of it. And around that time, my interest in numismatics, which is coin collecting, by the way, was steering me towards the job in Wisconsin. I began collecting Irish coins and tokens and medals. No question then, I'd set the book in Ireland. Ever since the trip, I'd been picking up records of Irish folk music, the Clancy Brothers, of course, but also a slew of Folkways albums. That's a, that's a company name. Uh, of which, on which various singers and more gifted, some more gifted, then others collected songs of the 19, uh, 1798 rising and other blighted periods in the land's sad history. As G.K. Chesterton wrote, For the great gels of Ireland are the men that God made mad, for all their wars are merry and all their songs are sad. <laughs> uh, well, why not make my heroine a folk singer? Why not send her to Ireland to collect songs? There, of course, she could meet the wolf in sheep's clothing and the sheep in wolf's clothing, and things would look decidedly dark for a while. But eventually the sun would burst through. I mean, it would have to, sooner or later. As far as we could make out, it was always either raining or about to rain in Ireland. But maybe I could cheat and have a little sunshine towards the end. I went to New York to write the book. Don Westlake, that'd be Donald E. Westlake. Uh, <laughs> Don Westlake had a su had sublet a studio apartment on West 24th Street in Chelsea. He'd lived there briefly during a marital rough spot and kept uh, kept it as a sometimes office until the lease was up. I moved in and br 
brought home passport to peril 10 days later. So written in 10 days, right? Is that crazy? It is crazy. I don't know if the title was mine, though I rather think it was. I know that the pen name was mine, and I know that 45 years later, nobody else on earth knew it. Henry knew it back then, but I'm sure he's long since forgotten. My first wife would have known, but I don't think she ever read the book and would be surprised if I would be surprised if she recalls anything about it. Erwin Stein at Lancer would have known, but would have no would have had no reason to remember. Among the book collecting fraternity, no one had a clue. This book and Fidel Castro assassinated, uh, which I've read. I think it's called Killing Castro in the modern title. <laughs> Uh, are two works of mine that somehow escaped detection. The latter, written under the name, the name Lee Duncan, was recently reprinted as Killing Castro by Hard Case Crime and has since become available as an open world ebook. Passport for Peril now makes its first post-Lancer appearance as an ebook, and I hope, uh, can only hope you enjoyed it. I read it myself recently and, uh, recently to ready it for publication and was surprised to find that I liked it. <laughs> Remember what Yeats wrote? Romantic Ireland's dead and gone. It's with O'Leary in the grave. Too true of Ireland of the 1960s. It was a curious pleasure to revisit the time and place, if in my own work. Was that the same one you read? That's ex- that's actually the same thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty good. He's pretty good at remembering how things happened in the 60s. <laughs> uh I gotta, I gotta tell you, uh, some more things about this book that are very Lawrence Blocky. Uh, and this is why I, I want Will to get into Lawrence Block. I really like, um, how passionate he is about foreign, uh, revolutions. <laughs> so he wrote, uh, that book, Killing Castro. And it's a, it's a, about a CIA plot to kill Castro. Um, and it's told from the, uh, assassin's point of view. Um, and he wrote a bunch of books like that where it, it's like uh CIA guy goes to country, kills somebody. Uh, often, uh, and it is a little bit here, the CIA is actually kind of heroic, right? Because they send a check to the farmer with the dead sheep, oh, which right. <laughs> is makes them the good guys. But uh, generally, he's, he's not like... Uh, uh, CIA good guy. He's more like, um, whatever revolution is happening in that country, I'm interested and I'm on that team. And he does this in a book series. I'm sure Mice, you haven't read, um, called, uh, Evan Tanner series. Uh, have I no, mentioned this I, to you? You, you have though. Okay. You have mentioned them, but I, I haven't read. So they're not as good as this book in a certain sense because they're a little bit comedic and they get, very silly, which I like. Uh, but in this, I think this book is almost perfect for, for what it's doing. I think those books are, are broader and more like cartoons, more like, uh, like James Bond can get very cartoonish. And I'm not a fan of that part of James. I mean, James Bond movies are fun, but they're silly, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, they can, they can get really silly, especially lately. Um, but, uh, the Evan Tanner series will. Is it's about a, a Vietnam veteran, or maybe he's a Korean War veteran. I can't remember who gets a piece of shrapnel in his head uh, during a war, and then um, I think he I think he was a Korean War vet, um, and uh, now has a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> 
it destroyed the sleep center of his his mind. So now he can't sleep. I think the first book's called The Thief Who Couldn't Sleep. Um, and it's just a setup for a book series, right? So his superpower is that he can't sleep. And that means he spends all night uh, reading, which makes him a super genius. <laughs> you can see why readers would like a book like this, right? If I just read more <laughs> books, I become a super genius. And I, I mean, there's literally truth in that in a certain sense. But um, he also, uh, whatever cause is happening on Earth, um, you know, uh, in Czechoslovakia or... Uh, Yugoslavia or whatever republic it is that wants freedom from anti, uh, from colonialism. He goes there uh, and that's what the book is about. It's, is about him participating in their, uh, you know, their revolution and he knows their languages. Now what's convenient is Lawrence Block doesn't know all their languages, but he just has the guy, you know, them all talking in a check <laughs> and they're all joke books like the titles the the one set in czechoslovakia is called the canceled check <laughs> so they're very light and they're fluffy um at one point the book series stops in i want to say the late 70s early 80s and um then he picked it up again like 30 years later um and that one's called tanner on ice and he explains in the backstory oh i was frozen <laughs> <laughs> like literally frozen. <laughs> so um they're very light, fluffy books. But he does this in like in a certain sense, the Evan Tanner character is Lawrence Block, and that he gets very enthusiastic uh as a reader, as a participant in the ideas of the book that he's producing. And uh so like he has um I, he mentions in this, uh, blog post slash afterward or whatever, um, that he was into numis numismatics, which is mm -hmm. coin collecting. He also, mm -hmm. uh, was, he wrote a book on race walking, which is like, uh, who does that? That's what old people do because they can't jog anymore. It's just fast walking, right? <laughs> like you're not allowed, you, you walk, you don't jog. So you, walk faster than other people like it doesn't make any sense right but he he wrote a book on it i'm sure it's really good because and i want to read it because he's really good at getting you excited about whatever topic it is but he he wrote uh a series uh called the hitman series or hitless series i don't know it's it's got a uh it's not a serial killer he's a hitman and he they're very cozy myself <laughs> Like he, gets a, he gets a phone call from his his agent, and she says, "Yeah, there's a guy in Mexico that needs to be shot. Can you do it?" And, oh yeah, I I like Mexico. He goes on the plane, and then kills the guy, and then he comes back, right? And that's the whole book. But it's the observations that the character makes while he's in the restaurant uh, planning the hit that make it like a very enjoyable book. But as part of the series progression. He get, the character gets really into uh, stamp collecting. <laughs> like, why would that be of interest? Well, I'm not interested in stamps. My, one of my uncles is really into stamps. But he makes it interesting. He's like, well, you know, there's this. And then, you know, there's an action scene associated with that, you know, going to get that stamp. Um, mm. And so, like, he manages to turn whatever subject it is that he turns his attention to into something of a very, very readable book. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that's really cool. And because he is interested in, uh, you know, 
what happened in Cuba and there's interest from publishers and, you know, can you write a book about assassinating Castro? And he's like, I guess so. <laughs> and then he, he throws himself into it like Che Guevara, you know? And, uh, it, he obviously Castro was not assassinated. So that we know of. So, uh, uh, it, it is not like a wish fulfillment book as much as a, like, I'm technically required to do this. And then, um, it ends up being like an adventure in, in Cuba. So that, that sounds like Will material, don't you think, Will? Yeah, it sounds interesting. That's not enough enthusiasm. Misa? <laughs> it sounds interesting. Oh, see, there oh we go. <laughs> there we go. Just needed some more uh, emphasis and underlining yeah. and exclamation marks. What, what do you mm. think, Misa? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, we, we should do another lunch block, I think. He's good. Uh, there's lots, lots to pick from too. This is like number 14 in some old crime book series that he, what's he called? Uh, classic crime library number 15. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And I've read, uh, probably about two thirds of that, but there's, I was very shocked that this was an audiobook that I had not heard of before. But yeah, I'm surprised that it became an audiobook too, given how quiet it's been resting. Yes, and I'll tell you why that happens is because Lawrence Block took control of his publishing. They're all his books, right? The only yeah. ones that aren't are like through Hard Case Crime. Like he's he, all the ebooks are produced by him, and he produces the he hires the a- actor to do the production of the audio. Oh, so he's the one that yeah. got this thing. Oh, okay. yeah. No, he's cool. really good at making you. Uh, buy his stuff because he's he's around and participating in his estate <laughs> which is different and he's still publishing too which That's is pretty cr- incredible it is incredible because he's not a young man um but he's really good at writing and uh he's still around writing like i love donald westlake he's been dead for a couple decades it feels like is it that long it's i love donald westlake too he's so good right but yeah. what's interesting about Westlake is uh, I found I found Westlake through Block. Uh, mm-hmm. He had Block had uh, a character reading Westlake, and I'm like, that book sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out it's a real book. So I found him the other way. But I find Westlake's highs are higher, but his his consistency is not as good. Whereas Lawrence Block's very consistently good. Like he doesn't really have dogs. None of his book, like some of them are like, uh, less. So this is a very small idea book, right? It's just a lady on vacation. Um, I didn't figure like, I, I didn't buy the explanation why that guy slipped the, the, I, that was convoluted. That was mu- like, that was mushy. I was like, it, I, I don't, it was just an excuse to have her in peril. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. fine. It's just fine. I, so it can't be as high a high as, uh, you know, a real spy book because it's not really a spy book. It's a spy book in the sense that it's just an excuse to have a lady chased by spies and, right. <laughs> and decide that maybe she will marry. Oh, I mean, that repeated motif, so good. He's good <laughs> at that. Um, and the other thing, he actually does do a tip. He, he's trying, he was trying to be caught. And so you, in that, uh, intro or blog post or whatever, 
mm-hmm. he says um he says no one knew uh there was two books that nobody knew was by me because he wrote a whole bunch yeah. of pseudonyms right mm-hmm. um there is a tip off in this book that it's by him but it's you know it's out of genre for most of the people who would read Lawrence Walk because it's a Helen McKinnis style book and he didn't write a lot of those um and that's remember at the very beginning I I think she's in London and she goes to a movie. It's actually like right in the opening, I think. She's coming out of the movie theater and the name of the movie is something drums. I don't remember. You don't remember that? Nope. Well, it trust me, it was there. <laughs> and the reason you don't remember it is because that's a tip off. He he has often whenever there's a movie or somebody's reading a book on a train. Um, usually the book, it, it wasn't quite this in the name of the movie, but it was usually, it's uh, a sound of distant drums and he uses it like a, uh, a calling si- card. Yeah. Like a calling card or a signature say, it's me, it's me. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's cute because it doesn't show up in every book, but he, whenever he needs to have somebody coming out of a movie theater, um, mentioning the name of the movie uh it's not going to be one that dates the book it's going to be something that uh makes it relevant in 1968 and 69 when you pick up the book right so it can't be That's cool yeah it's not a period piece so uh it is cool um and it, uh, uh, honestly there's so many like he gets really enthusiastic about stuff uh like his burglar series. Um, mm-hmm. There's one called the burglar who something about Bogart, right? And it's about Humphrey Bogart and those movies. And then there's one, the burglar who painted like Mondrian. Uh, and it's about paintings, right? And it's pretty easy to paint like Mondrian. You just get a white canvas, <laughs> paint some red and blue lines. on it. It's simple. Um, and so those topic books, are him exploring some little niche. It's almost like um, the way stand-up comedians uh, will have a bit. You know, they have uh, some stand-up bits that they connect together. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it's done by researching and policing ideas. Uh, well, that's what he does. But he, he just gets excited about some weird topic. And then... He incorporates it into a book. It's very, very delightful. Does he do that across the his different pen names and genres? Does yes. He, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did we ever read any of those burglar ones? We read Did the we first one, which that's is, what I thought. Yeah, it's uh, burglars can't be choosers. Is that the first yes? One? That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And that that that's a recipe. It's a. It's a murder mystery where the main character is thought to be the murderer, so he has to go on the run, and then turns out mm-hmm. the, the girlfriend that he's broken into the apartment of she she's the one who actually was the burglar or something, the murderer. Right. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's it's basically like that, and it settles down into a formula very shortly thereafter, where he's got a sidekick and right. She, I just a, remember it was really fun. It is. It, it, he's really really fun. He, he's like you pick up the book. It passes the time. You're delighted. You go have a sandwich. A couple months from now, you pick up another book. Oh, yeah. One of these. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> delightful. And mm-hmm. that, that that paperback book industry is where he really lives. 
and you know, mm. you continue that with hardcovers and stuff. And some of them were originally hardcovers, but it was the paper, you know, that take the paperback and enjoy the weekend sort of book. I really like it. Very different. We, yeah. I like that uh, a song saved her life. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. She, see, that's, the, that's why I like folk singing now. <laughs> because it's uh, the the way I thought. Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Oh well, I'll deal with that kind of folk singing, <laughs> like kumbaya songs, right? I don't like. Yeah, but those. it wasn't at all. No, it was- it's the opposite. It's like mm-hmm. historical information. You know, yeah. how to be. And yeah, it was really cool. Like when when she was in the in the bar, and she said, "In America, I would have sung two sta- stanzas of this here." 12 because right. it means something to them and and they're so they're just so into sitting and listening mm. and like it was i really really liked it it makes you want to drink stout doesn't it <laughs> almost <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes uh, me want to listen to folk music anyway yeah <laughs> yeah no, no go to a folk folk uh music festival except you know out of the out of the way where the real people are not mm-hmm. not the folk festival circuit, not them. Um, right. When I when I first heard the premise of this book was um, the State Department was paying for her trip to Germany. I thought it was going to be the CIA was using her as a courier. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. Also. I assumed. Yeah. Because the State Department in real life is evil. <laughs> in this book she's just like um she's gets like a it's a, a bursary right you know mm-hmm. spread american culture no <laughs> they don't do that for fun their money is spent on evil not on good <laughs> and, and so i mean i think there was a lot of money spent on cultural activities especially in um yeah like on the eastern block there. yeah absolutely um, and yeah, sure, they'll, they'll throw money at a problem, but if you're going to make it a passport to peril, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, combined with the fact that the State Department's paying? No, that, no. And I don't know if that's because, I, I, I think it's because Lawrence Block just needed to have an excuse for why she's going there, right? Uh, her family's all killed off, so she has no excuses to go back to the States, her, mm-hmm. right? So that's, um, that's why it's a one and done because they're married at then they're happy and uh they're Irish. <laughs> yeah. And on the cover of the book they're Irish both green. Now. Well they're both green on the cover, right? Uh I also think there's an inconsistency and uh, isn't there at one point she lights two cigarettes, puts one in his mouth, uh she's smoking the other one, and then she says uh they, they're regretting that they're not going to have any ma- more cigarettes. And then later on in the cave, she has more cigarettes. They stopped to buy more when they Did bought they? petrol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess I missed that part. And she used to, had to get used to the new taste. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I, um, I so thought smoking. it was funny that they stopped to buy cigarettes but didn't, like, buy food. <laughs> they don't need food. They're thin and young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need cigarettes, pal. <laughs> so much smoking. I guess that kind of dates the book. Yeah. All the smoking? Yeah. 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 It's the 60s, man. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, there's uh, so much smoking in the book. Um, yeah, it couldn't, it could, you could write this book and set it today, but it would not have this much smoking and the IRA would not be quite the same way. Their Sten guns would be something else. I don't know. It'd be a very different book if you wrote it today. You would think. You would think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, it wouldn't be, they wouldn't be going to Berlin, right? Um, no. Ukraine or something. So I'm going to have to update it. But, uh, yeah, really delightful little book. Very insubstantial in that it's not going to change anybody's world other than to make you say, I'd like some stout. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to try it. I know I won't like it at first, but I'll, I guess they didn't mention. Oh, I think they did mention Guinness. Right? I think she did. She's yeah. talking about the, the yeah. temperature of it. Yeah. Yeah. When she first tried it, and uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a wish fulfillment fantasy uh, romance with a little. Uh, I think he got the recipe. He, he figured out the recipe without even having to read all those Helen McInnes books. <laughs> right, he skimmed. He just skimmed. Probably read the back cover of a yeah. couple. And yeah, I mean, said, you get I'm the good. sense he, he's really good at it. Yeah, very very easygoing, smooth book. I got a little tipsy here and there. And then, uh, uh, yeah, it had some, um, poignant moments with the singing, the songs, the stories. Yeah. Right? Is yeah. That, is this, it's like, that's a tradition, like going song, song hunting. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they make movies about it too, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a Brothers yeah. Grimm thing, right? You go out in there and collect all the, all the. Is like, it a Brothers Grimm thing? Well, that's what they did, right? They went out to, all the pubs, and they said, "Tell us your stories." Well, stories, yeah. So stories, as opposed to music song. and stories, are the same, right? The, the only difference is you get, you know, I mean, this, the the stories are different stories, but the stories with music are stories without music. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Because they're, and they're the folk history. music in here is not. None of them were like, um, like kumbaya. <laughs> No, they were all personal histories. That's yes. what's really cool about them. Which is not yeah. normally what I think of when I think of folk music, which is probably wrong because I like some folk music and all the ones that I like, it tends to be, uh, it tends to be like this. You like music that's close to the people that yes. like, um, I mean, one thing that's not talked about here is sort of how, um, um, there's like, uh, in the process of collecting these folk songs, there is some like exploitation going oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Where like you know she's like, obviously we like Ellen Cameron, but she shows up in town with this tape recorder with the purpose of like selling a record, and like who's gonna who's gonna see the proceeds of that record? That's true. That's true, but uh, you also <laughs> you also have to think like. <sighs> What is the purpose of this? Is it to commoditize it, or is it preserve it, or, or spread it share and share it. it? Right? Yeah. So the like or is it all? Is it a little bit of all of the above? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody goes. Nobody says I'm going to get rich and become a folk singer. <laughs> you might dream that, but you'll be soon disabused. <laughs> well, okay. Um, Mice, you know uh, Stan Rogers. Uh, the most famous song is, uh, Barrett's Privateers. That's a folk song style. 
I'm not sure. You don't know Stan Rogers? Okay. Well, he's like a folk singer from Canada who, like, it's the same, it's a sort of East, East, um, East Coast, Nova Scotia, Irish, uh, kitchen party singing. The, the name sounds familiar, but I couldn't place anything. Oh, the what year was that name was again? 1778. And I wish <laughs> I was in Sherbrooke now. No, you don't know this song? Maybe. Could you do some more? <laughs> I have to get the lyrics out. Um, uh, Stan Rogers is the is the and name. he's a Canadian folk singer. Yeah, yeah, he's from the sixties. I want to say, oh, seventy six. It says mm. Barrett's Privateers lyrics. It's a little. It's it's not a true story, but it is uh, historical. Where's the lyrics? Oh, here's a PDF of the lyrics. It's it's actually quite a fun song. Um, because it's it, it has swearing in it. Um, oh, the year was 1778. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. A letter of mark came come came from the king to the scummiest vessel I've ever seen. God damn them all. This is the chorus. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier. The last of Barrett's privateers. So that when that chorus comes up again, you get to say, sing it again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, El Cid Barrett cried. Cry, these lyrics are slightly off of what the one I know. Oh, Elsid Barrett cried the town. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. For twenty brave men, all fishermen who would make for him the antelope's crew. Here's a chorus. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on the Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. The antelope sloop was a sickening sight. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. She's a list to the... She's a list. These uh, lyrics are slightly off. She She's a list to the port and her sails in rags. And the cook in the scuppers with the staggers and jags. This, these are like um, descriptions of uh, diseases he has. He has the staggers and jags. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and then the chorus, God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax beer, the last of Bears privateers. I'm such a good singer. I'm glad you requested this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jess. So is that, um, was that a regular folk song or is it like a, a sea shanty? Uh, it's a sea shanty folk song, but, um, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll skip the chorus. I'll just read the rest of the story here. On the uh, on the king's birthday, we put to sea. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. We were 91 days to Montego Bay, pumping like madmen all the way. Oh, uh, that's because the ship is sinking. <laughs> on the 96th day, we sailed again. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. When a bloody great Yankee hove in sight. With our cracked four-pounders, we made to fight. Uh, their cannons have cracks in them. Uh, the Yankee lay low down with gold. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. She was broad and fat and loose in the stays. These are all sailing terms. Um, but to catch her took the antelope two whole days. So their ship is incapable of catching a slow moving ship. 
Uh, then at length we stood two cables away. How oh, I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. Our cracked four-pounders made an awful din. But one fat ball and the Yanks stove us in. Uh, the antelope shook and pitched on her side. How oh, I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. Barrett was smashed like a bowl of eggs. And the main truck carried off both me legs. <gasps> yep. How oh, I wish I was in... I, well, the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> chorus continues. So here I lay in my... 23rd year how i wish i was in sherbrooke now it's been six should be six whole years since we sailed away and i just made halifax yesterday and then final chorus god damn them all i was told we'd cruise the seas for american gold we'd fire no guns shed no tears now i'm a broken man on a halifax pier the last of barrett's privateers so um this is a song you sing in the kitchen right like Everybody knows the lyrics, and it's a fun song. It's not uh, historically an event, but it's uh, War of eighteen twelve, right? Mm-hmm. Where they go privateering against American shipping, and uh, and it's. Uh, but what I really dig about this song is um, you find out uh, at the end, and I guess also while you're paying attention to it, that the guy who's singing the song is. Um, He's actually very similar to another poem, but he's basically a, a homeless beggar on a on a pier, um, and he tells you the story of how he ended up there. Um, what's the the big uh, Coleridge poem? Oh, the one about the mariner. Yes, that's the same. Uh, the rhyme ancient, of the ancient. The mariner. rhyme of the ancient mariner. Indeed. Right. So it's the same story there. Um, the guy who's telling the story stops the traveler who is us in, in a certain sense mm-hmm. and says, listen to my story. Um, his story is a little more uh, supernatural, um, but he's also like uh, a crazy man. Um, it's the, which is also, by the way, the same story as Annabelle Lee, a crazy man stops you right. on the road. And then yeah, you hear his story. So yeah, fun, fun, fun stuff. I mm-hmm. I like that. I like this book quite a lot. I really enjoyed reading it. Me too. I, I I'm grateful for you suggesting this one. I'm thankful that you joined me to discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we had you, Will. What you been doing? What have I been doing? I've been um getting back into politics. Okay. Um uh there's a tenant union in my uh, area that I've been doing some stuff with them. I, uh, I'm active in a caucus in uh, the Democratic Socialists of America called the Communist Caucus. Okay, good. That uh, I've been uh, trying to figure out how to take on some like national administrative responsibilities there. Um, and uh, so I've been doing that, but uh, also been reading a lot and – uh, you know, I had COVID last month, so I read a lot of comic books Good. Um, <laughs> during help. that period. How how long did you have COVID for? <laughs> Two and a half weeks. Jesus. Ooh, you had a long one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just kept testing positive. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, okay, I guess I can't go out and give people this. Um, but how how sick were you during that two and a half? Oh, months? I didn't get very sick. Yeah. Um, I was yeah, I was in good shape. Um. Like I had, um, like I had a sore throat, uh, like the first night and like some flu like symptoms. 
And then I was pretty solid. I took the, the Paxlovid, the, mm. the antiviral drug. Mm-hmm. But, um, then, uh, about a week in, I started to develop some symptoms again, oh. um, which is something that happens when you take the Paxlovid I sometimes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. Our medicines don't protect us. <laughs> 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 or help us. I was like, oh, I want to get the Paxlovid because I don't no. want the COVID to hurt me. But um, no, no, it increases the chances of you suffering symptoms and wow. perhaps even being reinfected. It's, I think, that's it, crazy. Yes, it is very, very <laughs> crazy. Um, I, when I was thinking, I thought you were going to tell us about your your cats and how you've because I I show noted recently and like this is I guess from six months ago or something. And it was like, wow, there's there's a lot of cat action happening. (laughs) Uh, We still have a lot of cats. Yeah. Like at this point, um, I would say we have a core group of nine cats that show up. (laughs) Um, like sometimes like some stranger cats come by and sometimes we'll see like, um, you know, we were up at like, like a very high number. I mean, nine is a high number of cats, but <laughs> we were up at an even higher number Three of cats a high for a while. Cats, but yeah. like, you know, the cats are, they're all feral, so they don't necessarily stick around. We got, um, uh, we got almost all of them fixed. Mm, um, um, there's two little boys that aren't fixed yet that, uh, you'll like this, Jesse, the, bo- the boys that aren't fixed are both named Brandon and <laughs> I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't Is one darker than the other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, um, but um, the um, yeah, but we have two cats named after Joe Biden. Yeah, um, say that come in the identical. house. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So we got nine cats. Um, you know, there two of them are named Brandon. It's fine. Two of them are named Brandon. Um, I'm, I'm like Meg can tell the Brandons apart. I like I really can't. Um, One of like, them has laser to... eyes, and that's the dark Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Like, like I try to get her to explain the differences between the Brandons <laughs> to me, and like I, one of them is darker than the other one, but I'm. And one of them has smaller feet. Um, <laughs> like, he has little chipmunk feet. Look. You need and... Brooklyn Dad Defiant to tell you which one is the dark brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So those are so those are the cats. Well, that's um, a very ni- uh, 90s name that's become a, uh, <laughs> a 2020 name. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if anybody has, like, named their child Brandon because of... <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> like I, uh, the people I know are naming their children things like Owen. That that's a traditional name that's now a hip name, right? Nobody, yeah. Nobody was naming their kid Owen five years ago or ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, how do they spell it though? Is it with the the I and the? No, it's O W E N. So like, oh, that's name. the simple one. Yeah. There's. Like, um, uh, ones with G's and N's. <laughs> I, oh, is that like Gaelic or something? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, but our, our we have um, we have three cats that I would say are our best cats. Um, and so there's um, 
uh, there's Jazz, which like will let Meg pick her up and is, you know, has a little bit of white on her nose and will like get up in the window and like beg to come inside, mm. which of course she can't do. Um, then there's, um, um, Tobias who comes by and, mm-hmm. well, he got named that because he liked to bite toes. Oh, no. <laughs> Tobias, so bias towards toes. Oh, bias. Yeah, so he's he's um, so he'll like lick your hand, but he wants to like, but he, what he really wants to do is bite your hand. So ah. you have to like have a negotiation with him. Jesus. Um, and then uh, my favorite is the the mother and grandmother of them all, who is just called Mama, and is just like um like a mean old cat mm. who um <laughs> kind of like. Swats at the other cats and like has a sour disposition, but uh, that's um, the one you empathize with. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I like is um, when I'm walking the dog, she'll come out and start rubbing herself on the dog, and okay. the dog will like just like let her. It's like shocking to me because the dog is like so irritable mm. and <laughs> like doesn't like other dogs at all. So I figured <laughs> she would hate cats too. Mm. Mm. But apparently, if you're a cat, you can just come and rub up on my dog, and the dog is fine with that. Mm. I guess um, like legs like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> just mean old girls. Um, and then the, that cat also hangs out on the roof some, so I find that to be a charming quality. Yeah, that's a But what about you, Misa? What have you been up to? You You live a fascinating life, right? I No, I don't, but... um. We're we're just about finished the next season of Ace. I'm just finally editing that now. The last couple, the last two parts episode. So hopefully that'll come out soon. Um, that's oh for for my for my job. I I my regular day job. I was writing social media stuff and you know blogs and newsletters and stuff. And, but I said. We should do a podcast. New, oh. Oh, newsletters are old school. Let's do an internal Newsletter, podcast. Yeah. So we're gonna. So I'm gonna start that uh, soon. Um, and so it's that's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be, um, you know, all the company news. Drop me a oh. link on the DL. Let <laughs> 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 me see see how. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. If you can't talk about this on the recording, that's cool. But what do you? What do you? What is your job? Oh, I um, well, I, I work for a company with lots of like um, divisions, and I'm just in the PR. Um, like I, I edit videos and um, and write, you know, produce just PR things. So. You're probably, you're probably you're stuff. probably actually going to get more participants because it it's like which would you rather do read the newsletter or yep. listen to the podcast listen to the podcast I don't, for sure I I don't want to listen to the podcast but I definitely don't want to listen to the newsletter and yeah, if I need to know if I need to know uh, I'll definitely do the podcast because uh, it's not like you're going to put in like lots of filler right no, it's going to be short. 15 yeah. minutes most. There you go. In and out. And how and frequently. And music. Oh, uh, once a month. Oh, maybe yeah. Every- yeah, very easy. Yeah. People maybe, can yeah. do that. Absolutely. Yeah, so that would be fun. Um, yeah, I've been I've been re-editing a novel that I wrote uh, for like 20 years. Wow. wow. Um, 
it's ridiculous amount of time. But it's a, but it's very young, middle school, really, really young. But I think I have it. I okay. think I've got it. So um, I'm going to start sending that Have changed enough that uh, you don't you don't. Uh, have well, I've to, had to rewrite it a billion times <laughs> as technology yeah, changed. As, yeah. As as the I got as, out my library card and went yeah, to the punch exactly. card. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway. By the way, um, regarding that game, um, sometimes uh, I'm like, you know exactly what year it is, Be- not because of the date, but because everybody's wearing fucking masks. Oh, right. Wow. And you're not in China where they were anyway. No, well, the, yeah. I mean, it depends, right? So, yeah, if you're in Asia and you see someone wearing a mask, it could be any time after 1950, right? But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's interesting that uh, one of them I saw, um, it was AOC, right? I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So it wouldn't have been 2016. I think, it, I think I guessed right. It was 2018. Um, right. Cause she's like, God, I voted on her sticker on her or something. Right. It's like, so, um, it, it sometimes it's eerily obvious what year it is, uh, some political convention or something. And you see the signs, you know, Democrats for Pelosi or no, it wouldn't be Pelosi. It would be somebody who was running uh, only, you know, got to that position the one time. And they just have to remember what year or figure out what year that was. So, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the interesting thing about this book is I, I went through it thinking that's weird that Kennedy talking about Kennedy being president, but not talking about Kennedy being assassinated is in it. Yeah, that's true. Because not it's not crazy. like they wouldn't have heard about it. <laughs> I think they probably mm-hmm. would have heard about it eventually in, in County Cork. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, is the book dated? Uh, no, it's a period piece, right? Uh, yeah. 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 But uh, it would it wasn't a period piece when it came out. It was it was uh, contemporary. Au courant, it was. Au courant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how is yours going to do? Is it supposed to be timeless, or is it supposed to be? It's in- timeless. Okay. No, it's timeless. All right. Yeah. So everybody's playing with their iPhone six, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're sending each other messages on their little phones. So yeah. <laughs> Very timeless. It's uh, it's Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> Very specific. Uh, They're all bullying each other on their phones. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I was doing with you guys earlier. Except you uh, beat me, I think. <laughs> it was a self-bully. Oh, man. That game is too addictive. I got to stop playing it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make it like a rule. Only play with a group. And you then, could. Then, then I won't have to. Uh, play it all We're the time. We're going to cycle through all the pictures soon. Oh, I, I've seen a couple repeats. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I... So, yeah. what have you been doing, Jesse? Have you just been playing this game, or is there... <laughs> that was yesterday. <laughs> is there anything else going on in your life? Uh, I'm just... playing, I was playing PUBG, and they have a special event on... They do events every once in a while, and this one is pretty fun. It's just like a faster version of the game. You start with equipment, and the circle's small. There's only like four, t- four or five teams, so that I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, my mom's—I uh, haven't seen her since late, uh, early January, I guess. 
because um, I've been working mostly still online, unfortunately. A couple of days mm-hmm. a week in person, which is better. Um, I I got rid of some old computers. <laughs> <laughs> that helps else. you up the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Not, nothing super exciting other than that. I don't know how you have time to do anything between this podcast and the other podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, work. Uh, I think a lot of it is like the way Lawrence Block wrote this book is like he went to Ireland first and then said, I could write a book about Ireland. Right. So I, when I was young, I read a lot of stuff. And so I have that to lean on. And then, uh, I like short stories and I've read a lot of them and I've been leaning on those, but, uh, I do have to, uh, and Scott helps, right? He does the editing for reading short and deep. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I also don't, I don't work as much as most people. Right. I, I'm mostly four hours a day, six hours a day. Sometimes most people work, yeah. uh, eight hour days. That's pretty horrible. Lisa, how can, do you do you work that much? Are you are we recording this, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> and the show's over. Lisa <laughs> usually works about ten hours a day, Jesse. Oh yes. So. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Send me a secret signal. Uh, add four to every number. I, <laughs> I work. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've been watching, um, uh, there's a show called, I'd seen it when it came out. It's called Burn Notice. Do you guys remember this show? No. I remember it being a thing. I never saw it. It's a good show. I, I saw a, um, uh, I, I, I guess I never thought about it before, but it's, uh, they had like a Comic Con, sh- you know, I don't think they like do a Comic Con for every kind of show, right? I, I've never been to Comic Con, but like they do like Battlestar Galactica and they do sort of any science fiction shows, maybe like Archer, they would do uh, something mm-hmm. at Comic Con. So they did one for this, you know, like they all went to Comic Con and tried to promote their show and worked fine. Um, it's a, it's kind of a throwback or it's, uh, as, as, um, pulp covers, Alex pointed out, it's like, uh, the last of, uh, an earlier era of television. Um, so it's like a problem of the week show, but with a week, uh, W E A K overriding, um, plot for the season or the show. And the premise of the show is, uh, the main character used to be a spy, uh, but in the first episode he gets burned as in like the government won't. Uh, honor his phone calls anymore or whatever. I don't know. They, he can't do work anymore. And so he's trying to figure out why he got burned. And the answer is they don't know. Like ultimately, I think, you know, it was just a premise for the show, right? It's a, it's an excuse to have a former spy, uh, do a weekly show. It's set in Miami. It's filmed in Miami. So you get that, you know, exotic locale. Um, and it has a car, which is one of those things that is a very throwback. Remember the eighties? There was the eighteen van and the yeah. uh I don't know, the Magnum PI car. There's a bunch of you know, kit from Knight Rider, <laughs> just car shows. <laughs> so it's like one of those. They have a car. The car's not the focus of the show. It's a cool car. It's a you know, Dodge Charger or something. Um or like uh what was the 
uh, Dukes of Hazard. There's a car show, right? Yeah. Right, where the car is the star of the show in a certain sense. Uh, so th- this is like that, but the car isn't really the star. It, it's just there in every episode. Um, but the actors, uh, I was saying it's an actor-based show. The characters are the actors. Um, and the, uh, let me look up the female actor name. She's really good. Uh, I had never seen the guy before. Burn notice actors. But the sidekick is somebody. Oh, Gabriel Anwar. What is she from? You, you know, I'm sure Don't you know. recognize her from some. What was she famous for? Uh, Gabriel Anwar? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. Well, she uh, she she was on some TV show as a kid, I think. I don't remember what it was. Um, but uh, she's really good. She she actually plays an Irish spy. <laughs> oh no, IRA uh, terrorist. Um, the main actor I've never seen him before in anything. Somebody mentioned he was in another show. He's very charismatic, jo- Jeffrey Donovan, uh, on screen, but. The reason you watch the show is because Bruce Campbell's the sidekick. And I love Bruce Campbell. You love Bruce Campbell, right? Do I? Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't know who Bruce Campbell is, Misa? I'm checking, I'm checking. I have oh, to look at a picture. He's very likable <clears throat> on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh you don't recognize him? He's uh, I do recognize him, but I don't know from what. He was in Evil Dead, the Evil Dead series, TV oh. uh, movies. The first one's super scary. The second one is like a better version of the first one. And then there's Army of Darkness, which I'm not a fan of. Um, right. But uh, also the mom is played by Sharon Glass, if you remember her from Cagney and Lacey. Yes. Yes. And she plays a really, she does a really good job with uh, that role. It's like. She's the mom, but she's quite important for the shows. Like, she's the one who's annoying <laughs> and she's smoking all the time. Um, so it's a weird, cozy, uh, throwback show. I don't know. It was probably uh, in the early 2000s. Everybody's got flip phones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm judging. You know, so probably it's a 2005 to 2011 show. That's my guess. I'm gonna. I don't know. <laughs> Look it up now because I have no idea. Uh, burn. And up. you're watching it where? Oh, uh, it's on Prime. Oh, uh, but oh yeah, 2007 to 2013. I watched it when it came out. It was a good show then. It's a fine show. It's not. It's not. Doesn't strain your brain at all, which is, you know, not uh, usually what I go to television for, anyways. But Bruce Campbell's just amazing on screen. What, what do you like Bruce Campbell in, Will? Oh, uh, the Evil Dead series. Yeah. He's just... Oh, there was like a, a Evil Dead TV series. Is that the one you're thinking of? Oh, uh, I haven't seen that. Although I think there is like an Ash versus Evil Dead TV yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe there's a comic book as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, anyways, but, um, they... Yeah, I like those movies. He was, he was also... Misa, he was a sidekick on Xena. He was a, Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, and I think it might have been on Hercules as well. I don't know. He was like, mm. but, uh, I know him, uh, from a couple of, uh, Western shows. Um, huh. do you know these ones? Will, these are totally up your alley. Bruce Campbell Western. 
Um, Bruce Campbell Western. One is like sort of a reboot of the Wild Wild West, but not. Yeah, Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., 1993 to 1994. You never heard of this show? Never heard of it. Oh, so good. Uh, Bounty Hunter rides the Old West fighting bad guys with many futuristic type gadgets. Um, and it's a comedy because it's Bruce Campbell. Um, I see you would really like this show too. Uh, and he has a bunch of short lived, you know, Fox shows, um, Bruce Campbell TV shows. There's one. Oh, where what was the, the one that where he's like, Zorro it's set before the war. Say uh, again. Uh, oh, I was thinking like there's a Zorro style. Oh, Jack of all trades. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched that show back in the day when I was like pretty young. Yeah. I'll send this one to Misa in the chat here. This is what you can do while you're at work with Misa. Two thousand series um, stars. Uh, it's a half hour syndicated action comedy. Uh, uh, and it's uh, yeah, it's eight. It's eighteen oh one. Fictional French controlled co- island of Palu Palu. Pulau Pulau in the East Indies. So he's, it's basically, it's like a sword fighting show, a little bit of piracy, Fun. masks and horse riding. Mm. A Napoleon Bonaparte is a character <laughs> on the show, <laughs> right? Um, he's just, he's Mr. Charismatic on screen because he's funny. He's, he's handsome, but he also looks funny. Um, mm-hmm. he smiles great. So, the reason you watch Burn Notice is not because you need to be edified. <laughs> it's because you like Bruce, Bruce Campbell and the show has a really good central cast. Like the group uh, dynamic is excellent. They bicker in fun ways and make jokes about Bruce Campbell. <laughs> it's just a really good fun show. It looks fun. It is fun. He's he's really fun. He He's like been wasted in like Bruce... I don't know, playing Spider-Man villains or something. I don't know. But uh, he's never been a a major breakout success in the way that a major Hollywood actor would be. But he was in Bubba Hotep. You remember that movie? (laughs) You should have seen that in the theater. I've been supposed to see that for a long time. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. Uh, uh, It's basically, yeah... Bruce Campbell plays Elvis, who's who didn't die. He's he was in a retirement home in Florida, um, and he's recruited by uh, JFK, who's played by Ozzie Davis, who's a black man. <laughs> he's like the reincarnation of JFK, except he's older than JFK. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and they both fight um, a, uh, a mummy from. Uh, <laughs> that actually sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it's not a, it's not as good as it should be, but it's he's great <laughs> in it, right? It's a, it's a fun, it's a, it should be an amazing movie. It's silly, mm. but um, uh, yeah, Baba Hotep. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else has he been in that's amazing? Oh, oh, uh, one of the other things that's good about it, um. Uh, did you, uh, yeah, you watch, you both watch Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so, I've seen about four episodes of it. Oh, it's it's good. I'm surprised you didn't watch more. It can get a little long in the tooth later on, but um, I liked it. Yeah, it's good. Um, the uh, uh, Cylon lady, she's uh, she's plays a bad guy on uh, on Burn Notice. Oh. And uh, so does and Zena shows up as well. What's her name? Lucy Lawless. That's her. Lucy Lawless plays a bad. Well, she plays a uh, a victim, and then turns out she's a bad guy. Um, wow. Yeah, that's good. Uh, they kill her off in the one episode, though, so it's bad. But um, uh, that crew of people, you know, like if you see those people together, you like you like them on screen. They're charismatic on screen. It's it reminds me so much of um. I have you all watched uh, the Spartacus uh, TV series? No, Blood and Sand. Yeah, Blood and Sand is one of them. There's a bunch because they changed actors because the actor was getting cancer treatment and then he died. Oh, oh. Uh, so um, he was a handsome man too. Blood and Sand. What's the series? Uh, Spartacus. So let's see. Spartacus series. It starts as 2010. So what happened was I watched the first one of that and I said, this show sucks. And the reason I thought it sucks was because the, it used the same visual technique that they used in the movie 300, which I am not a fan of at all. You know, that movie It's like a Spart- Spartans movie. You guys didn't. I didn't see, I didn't it. see it. I okay. I know it, but I didn't see yeah. it. Yeah. Well, basically, it's all shot on green screen and slow motion and lots of blood yeah. splatters, and so it uses that same technique. After the first episode, I was like, I'm not going to follow this, but uh, I somehow saw the second one. I guess the teaser at the end. I'm like, I'll keep going or whatever. But um, it it continues with that. Uh, but the acting is so good and the dynamics are so good. Let me see what somebody just texted. BRB. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, the dynamics are like, Will, this show is such a good um, uh, slave morality show. Um, you, you know the story of Spartacus. You've seen the original. Uh, movie, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so it's all based on a true story, right? The movie of Spartacus is based on, uh, I want to say, diaries. We, we have like, we know like all the character names. Because they are like uh, folk heroes for, well, they're slave folk heroes. They're bad guys for the Roman point of view, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, what this series does is it takes the story of Spartacus and it slows it down from what it is in the movie with Kirk Douglas. Um, and it goes deep into like, what would it mean to be a slave? Um, and Xena plays uh, the slave master's wife. And she's really into uh, having sex with the slaves. Um, so it's like, it's got like a really great villainess. She's like amazing on screen. Like you hate her, but you also like her because she's you know, Lucy Lawless. <laughs> um, and uh, the whoever plays the, um, the uh, Spartacus characters are good, but all the other actors are really good too. And there's a lot of like, they're all yeah. New Zealanders. Um, so you gotta watch this show. It's amazing. 
Uh, I talked about it quite a bit with Evan, and he agrees with me about the amazing slave dynamics that are going on in there. Because, you know, you, you thought, well, my lot in life is to be a slave, and then changing from that to being like a slave rebellion is astounding. And it takes place over. How many over, seasons do they have? I think it's like four seasons. Something oh, wow. Like that. So it says Blood and Sand, Gods of the Arena, Vengeance, and then War of the Damned. What happened is Blood and Sand is the first series. Then the main guy gets cancer. Um, they say, well, we're gonna, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a prequel series, um, until you get better. Right. And so they got a different mm -hmm. actor to play, uh, uh, they got another character to play the lead role. Um, but the guy didn't get better. He died of his cancer. So they like recast, uh, for the third season. Um, and then the fourth season is the actual, uh, what do they call it? Servile war. The actual war of all the rebelling slaves in uh, Italy. So it's amazing history. Um, super compelling um, on-screen performances. It's kind of weird that it's all green screen. Like they'll have a forest. They're running through a forest and it's like, well, that's green screen. There's like some practical sets. But it's if you start thinking of it like as a play then it doesn't bother you as much because I was really upset with the first episode. And it's because I thought, Oh, that's what they're doing is that shit. But if you just use it as a, like a, a technical tool to get stuff done, um, then that I'm, I don't have a problem with it rather than relying that on that as your entertainment. I think I started watching this show, um, like around the time I got laid off from my first job out of law school uh -huh. and like, I was watching it and I was also watching Vikings yeah. and I just decided that Vikings was a better show and started watching it instead. It's not a better show. I, I watched quite a bit of Vikings. I've, it's good show. I've it's seen scary. All of it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know if I would watch it again. It's no. like too violent. No. Well, this show is quite violent too, but it's, um, a much smaller scale and the cruelty is, um, like the cruelty on, you know, the blood eagle. Mike, have you seen the Vikings? No. Okay, you no. you will not want to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. sure. when, when you talked about too violent, I was, I, I was already not. The, the, uh, let me give you some nightmares here. So the blood eagle is where... Oh, they, God. <laughs> it's where they crack open the bones in the back of your, your uh, chest um, and pull out your lungs and flop them over the front of your shoulders oh. while you're living. Yeah. Apparently, oh, a real, really? yes. Okay. Uh, so this is why you don't want to piss the Vikings off. You just give them whatever they want because they'll do that to you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, thank you for opening. Literally, it's pretty. It's difficult to watch. Um, the actors are all good, and it's. I think it runs too long. This other show it does not run over. Stay. It's welcome. It's very short. It's got that weird New Zealand, uh, everybody's New Zealand. So they're like, there's a Maori who's, uh, who's a, um, uh, gladiator. Like, whatever. That's fine. That's interesting. <laughs> um, and, uh, because they're all real people from historic, you know, they're historical people and we don't really, we don't get inside their life from the history. Um, this fictionalization of what, happened but sticking to the facts is fascinating because you do get inside to be what is it like to be a slave and then what is it like to 
uh, change from, you know, becoming a celebrity slave to becoming a, uh, inspiring figure who wants to free people, even though they're going to be doomed and die. My name is Spartacus and this I is how Spartacus. my consciousness was raised. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. It is a consciousness raising movie, right? Mm-hmm. The movie. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying that this show does the same job, but it is also very sexy, which <laughs> it's hard to understand. But basically there's a bunch of slaves that uh, have sex. And then there's the evil people who, <laughs> who have sex with the slaves and we hate them, but they're sexy too. And then uh, when they, when we see them murdered, we are regretful, but we think, yes, that should be done because it's not murder. It's killing the masters. Right. And then mm. when it, when it, you know, they escape and go into the sun, countryside and try and raise uh, hell, we're like with them. And then, of course, they all get killed in the end because that's what actually happened. So it, you, co- you come to it for the, uh, the sexy, uh, jumping naked slaves and, uh, you stay for the, uh, uh emotional resonance. And, and a history lesson. It's it's a it's a there's, there's the tagline. It's a terrific, um, very underrated uh, show. Hmm. So I don't know. Where you, I I don't know. It's, it says thirty nine episodes total. So three seasons and a prequel miniseries. It's a big investment. No, thirty nine episodes. Nothing. Yeah. You watch a lot of TV, Jesse. It's like impressive. You're also very good at talking about it. I haven't um, watched this for since 2013. I'm just saying. And, and you, uh, and That's you great. have all this stuff to say about it. And it's like, you know, 2023. Like um, I would never remember anything that I saw in 2013. That's because you didn't see this show. This is like, it's not like I'm talking about <laughs> all in the family, right? <laughs> Which I don't have very little to say about. And if I'm talking about happy days, like, hey, I got a motorcycle in a. I, I I feel like I should watch Happy Days and then like <laughs> force you to listen to it. Or like, I've seen Happy I, Days. I just don't think there's anything to say there other than jumping the shark. Yeah, right? yeah, that's cool. Um, Burn Notice yeah, is, like, is is a is a better show than Happy Days, but I I, I but, got that. But they're about as substantial as each other, except you know. I, I wish I had a monologue about Riverdale prepared. <laughs> just like, you know, I tried to watch, watch it. Show there's it's Dark too- Betty. It's too um, soap opera. It's very, or maybe it's just soap opera enough. Uh, what did you think of um, what was that? Uh, Twin Peaks, because that's a soap opera too. Yeah, I liked it, but I never finished it. I was you don't um, need to. <laughs> did it finish? Yeah, it finished sort of. Oh, and it, then there was the latest I, I was, one. I was talking about the original, but yeah, the original. I was watching it in law school and just like. I was like, there was like several things I was watching and um, you all will be happy to know that Deep Space Nine won out over all the yeah, other things no, I was we, watching. That, well, definitely. I hope so. And there's lots to say about that show, right? So it's not. Well, that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, uh, uh, the reason I'm mentioning Spartacus is because it's a very resonant show. It's not one that, you know, I mean, Battlestar Galactica is very fun and cool, but. It's Deep Space Nine's better in some ways, um, mm-hmm. some substantial ways, whereas Battlestar Galactica is more like, I got to watch the next one sort of thing. That's true. But yeah, so 
I can't. I uh, never got over the episode where um, Miles like got like trapped in the mind trap for like twenty years or whatever. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, <laughs> it happens that in Star like, Trek. Yeah, I feel like he was always having like extreme amounts of trauma happening to him. That, he was. <laughs> well, that's kind in, of like, the joke, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Poor Miles. <laughs> His always... wife doesn't love him. <laughs> or if she does, it's in a very like he's an insect on the floor kind of way. Oh, well, this the, kid doesn't care the, about like, him. The episode where like his daughter got aged up and was like feral. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the writers were definitely picking on him. They were, yeah. I, I'm, I'm there exactly. for it. I, I, he seemed the actor seemed to be there for it, right? He's yeah. a Canadian, I think. Is Col- he? I think Colmini, yeah. I think he's oh, like, I thought he was Irish. Yeah, he's... Because of that accent. Let's have a look. I don't know. He's good at it, right? He's done, he's done, it, he's done a few I- Irish movies. Uh, Dublin. Okay. Yeah. He's Irish. Um, He's done a lot of Canadian movies as well. I swear. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm wrong. He, he did some. Where's the Canadian film industry based out of? Vancouver Toronto and Toronto. Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see how we... <laughs> yeah. It's Toronto and Vancouver. And uh, there's like a little bit in Calgary. Did you see that show called Black Summer? That's a no. good show. Uh, Netflix show, surprisingly. Uh, it's... Somehow related to another show that I do not like and do not watch. Um, another zombie show. Black Summer. I was like, where the fuck is this filmed? And it turned out it was Calgary. And I'm like, oh, that explains it. <laughs> um, really interesting show. Uh, Black Summer. Basically, it's, you know, this old zombie trope. But it start. it's basically somebody grabs a camera, <laughs> except you don't ever see it. The, you are the camera, right? Um, somebody's driving down the road really fast. You don't know why. And then someone else is chasing them. You don't know why. You don't know who anybody is. And then uh zombie happens. And you follow a character for a while. That character's killed. Uh That person who gets killed uh, saw another person. You follow that person for a while. It's very weird. It's like being in the zombie apocalypse. Um, hmm. And then at some point, you're like, oh, this is our main character. And then, nope, they're killed. <laughs> and then, so, like, nobody, and nobody's an actor you've seen before. Um. It's really weird compared to regular television because it is the genre we know from all the zombie TV shows. I think it's related to the Z Nation show. Yeah. Set mm-hmm. in the same universe or something, but it's completely different. Uh, that one might be a comedy, whereas this is like an art film almost. And hmm. uh, it it went two seasons. First seasons, I would say, you get the same idea. It's done by the Asylum. You guys know that group? No. Will? No. They're like notoriously for notorious for making very bad movies, like cheapo, um, uh, rip off movies. Like uh, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise comes out, they will make one that will be the War of the Worlds, but not with Tom Cruise. War, War of the Block? No, it'll be called War of the Worlds, right? Because oh, really? it's a public domain, so they just say, they're making it, we're making it. Right, so oh. they use the, the it's it's a company designed to make money, right? Um, right. And uh, when they can't 
make money by trailing on the coattails of Hollywood, they do like um, movies like I think Sharknado or something like that. I'm not so oh, I'm not wow. I'm not a big fan of of the company. It's just interesting because this show is different from most of their other stuff. Oh. And uh it's you know you, you probably have Netflix and it's probably still yeah it's going to be still on there. And uh I'll see what I wrote about it. Did you review it on Twitter? Mm, oh, on Twitter. I don't know if that means it's there. Problem finding things that search engine doesn't work on this browser. Only on Twitter itself, it looks like. I was surprised it got a second season, and it it wasn't bad. It's inter- It's it's very surprising. That's what I think. Watching like what? Oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. Mm. All right, season two, season two, season. I'll go back all the way. Um, Jesse writes, when is this? April 2019. I'm about three episodes deep in Black Summer, new Netflix show. It's not particularly innovative. It is another zombie series that is about a zombie apocalypse, not a show like Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> a zombie series. <laughs> Clever, Jesse. But it's drawing on (laughs) storytelling techniques that have lain fallow for a while. For example, they have a unilingual Korean character that's straight out of Lost. I can't say it's excellent, but it isn't terrible. That's basically praise coming from me. It mixes in short and long sequences and is filmed in the endless, sprawling suburbs of Calgary, Alberta. Um, And then... Uh, having now finished Black Summer, I see both traditional and innovative aspects. The zombie aspect is the c- traditional more like the crazies than walking dead zombies. The filming techniques, scripts, and aesthetics make it more filmic and very worthy of attention. It is also very good. Wow. You uh, went right up. Uh, and then I said, in episode four, oh, that's, uh, <laughs> Somebody hides in a library, and behind him are copies of Joyland by Stephen King, Hard Case Crime. Uh, (laughs) uh, Then August 2022. Netflix's Black Summer has only one trick. Surprise! Nothing else. Just surprise. The rest of it is action. It's a very, very simple show, but the trick works a lot. Uh, the season two episode of Netflix entitled The Lodge seems to be inspired by Stephen King's The Shining, with the daughter standing in, as it were, for Jack Torrance, at least as much as a zombie show filmed in Alberta can. Wow, wow, wow. And then uh, another episode is uh, The Picture in the House by H.P. Lovecraft and Pigeons from Hell. You know that one, Will? No. Pigeons from Hell is a Robert E. Howard story. Um, it's a ghost story about two white kids who are traveling by car across the southern United States. The car breaks down. It's a storm. They go into a deserted, uh, I guess like kind of like what happens in our book today, right? They go into a place for shelter. It's a colonial mansion, you know, White House style. Um, and uh, there they witness some weirdness and come out screaming as... Uh, they get axed by ghosts of colonialism? No, no. Slavery. 
So Robert E. Howard wrote that story um, based on a black person's story telling to him. So it's like a traditional um, slave folktale that he repurposed and made white guys in. And it's mm. it's a really uh, it's one of the most famous horror stories because it's pretty scary. And there's like a TV adaptation from the fifties. Um, so that's they did it on this show, except they put it bl- black people in it instead of uh, white guys. And uh, yeah, what did I say scary, raw, taut, smart, anti mystery box show? There are constant questions being formulated in the watcher's mind, but surprising answers lurk around every corner. Impressive with a script uh, so sparse in dialogue. It's like, <laughs> so it, it is like, it's not a show that makes you feel like all warm and fuzzy. It's a show that makes you say, what the fuck is going on? And why am I so scared? And not, wow, I didn't expect that <laughs> like that. So if you're in the mood for that, there's that kind of show. Well, thank you. Yeah. What do you what have you been watching, Misa? Um, I oh Movies? well, you're not gonna like what I've been watching. Oh, Star was, Trek Discovery. Watched, <laughs> no, no, Star Trek. New I watched World? a thing called um, the Extraordinary Attorney Wu, which is a Korean drama about this um, autistic, oh, yeah, autistic, uh, yeah, attorney. I've heard of this. Who, has a fixation with whales. So, <laughs> so I get you get to see whales in every episode. Um, and it's, Korean Korean drama, like Korean shows, they're just so sweet and yes, innocent. And like very so they're so easy childlike. to watch. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. And so whales and well packaged. And, yeah, and well packaged. So it's just it's just like loveliness everybody in them is very young and the ones that aren't young are more than middle-aged and then they're also cute somehow yes yeah <laughs> why would you so, think i wouldn't like this i like korean because it's stuff. so 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 sweet like i mean you're just talking about zombies and uh and and i mean know. i have i have a broad range of interests you do yeah i know i know well, that's what I was watching. Like, if that's you were saying uh, Star Trek, dis- uh, Star Trek Picard is going to be great, Jesse. I'm like, I don't. Star- think so. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're lying to yourself. You want it to be great. <laughs> oh. That's the worst. Uh, yeah, this thing has very high ratings. Does it? Yeah, it's it's really sweet. So and fun. Yeah. And now, Where are you now my watching Netflix. It? Netflix. It's a Netflix show, right? Yeah, and so once you start watching, that's all Netflix throws at me is all this Korean drama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some great Crash Korean stuff. On you. That's another one that Wim, my son, recommended. Did you? Uh, did you? Uh, Korean uh, film and television industry is insanely popular in Asia. I mean, it, the spillovers. Oh, yeah. I was. Oh God, <laughs> watching little clips of this autistic lady. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> very. Well done, it looks like. Anyways, um, the I was talking about this movie. Uh, I don't think it's on Netflix. I think it's on OK.RU or whatever. It's called uh, Admiral Roaring Currents. The Admiral Roaring Currents. It's about Yi Sun Shin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yi, Yi is Y-I. Sun is like the sun. 
And Shin is mm-hmm. usually spelled S-I-N, but it could be S-H-I-N. Yusun Shin is like uh, Korean George Washington, except way badasser. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, about 1600, um, he defeated Japan um, in their invasion then. They invaded many times. But that particular movie is about a battle uh, where 33... No, it was 12, 12 uh, Korean ships fought 333. Uh, really? uh, Is that a true thing? Yeah. And uh, did it with strategy, not not numbers. And defeated them. Amazing. Wow. Wow. So that movie is like, it's it's a slog, right? Because it's basically the entire thing from this, you know, they're recruiting him taking him out of jail and saying, you got to go fight this battle for the king. And he's like, I don't, I trained you. How dare you put mm-hmm. me in jail? <laughs> or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you see the battle happening, but you need to know the background. Cause it's, you know, it's Korean. You don't, but the Japanese are the bad guys. And it's, it's a, they're really good at historical epics and yeah. they make, um, great horror movies. Uh, there's a movie called the host that I think was the first Korean horror movie I'd ever seen. Have you seen that one? Oh. No, I haven't. I'm, I, I haven't. It's, I saw. No. What about the zombie one, Train to Busan? Train, yes. Well, you recommended that one. Yeah. Yes, I, I have. So the CGI in the host is not. Uh, it's 2006. But Will, you should like this. It's a giant monster movie. He's he's not here. Oh, sad story. Basically, <laughs> um, basically, what happens is uh, the Americans pollute the Han River with their evil. Uh, Tank juice, <laughs> you know, whatever kind of evil uh, stuff is running off the bases, they pour it in the Han River, and that mutates a fish, and the fish then attacks the city of uh, Seoul. It's so like a Godzilla movie. It's a Godzilla movie, but um, done very much in the style of Train to Busan. It's got a lot of weird sort of um, – it's a lot like Train to Busan, except it's a little lighter. But, you know, you've got, like, a family, and the kid's a little bit dumb, and then the he's trying hard, and the mom is worried about the whatever. And then there's a monster attack, right? <laughs> and they have to try and reunite and get together, and it's it's got a high rating on IMDb. I went, what, 2006. What happened to Will? He's back. Oh. Is he? Wait. Oh, I, I was muted. Oh. Have you seen this movie? The host? No, sh- I haven't. You should like it because it's a, uh, it's a uh, Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla style. It's not kaiju. Gun- yeah, it's a kaiju. Um, it, it's uh, probably by the same guy. I'm guessing. Maybe not. Korea has a lot of filmmakers. Um, mm. it's yeah. So the the literal title is Monster, which is probably makes a lot more sense because I was like the host. That doesn't sound very good. And <laughs> my students are, oh, it's really good. <laughs> 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 that was the worst Korean accent ever. <laughs> I can do a much better Korean accent. That was not it. Um, oh, yeah. Universal Studios wants to remake it. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, there you go. I think there I was saw, a sequel, um, too. Go for it. Uh, did, did you ever see the movie A Man Called um, Ove? Swedish movie. Mm-mm. 
Oh, it was really nice. How really do you spell, good. How do you spell that part? O V E. A man called Ove. I'm pretty sure. But then they remade it with Tom Hanks as a man called Otto. Oh, yeah, that just came out, right? Did you watch that in yeah. the theater? Well, a friend of mine wanted to go see that, so I did. Uh-huh. But the first one is really good. Yeah. And then the other one is a remake. That's usually how it works. Remake's not so good. Yeah. So, yeah, so when you said the remake, it's just, you know. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Oh, an ill-tempered, isolated retiree spends his days enforcing block association rules Visiting his wife's grave has finally given up on life and just as unlikely friendship develops with his boisterous new neighbors. Yeah, he spends half the movie trying to kill himself. Ove. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds wow. good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. No, I, I'm, uh, oh, I'm definitely down for this. Uh, subtitles need my full attention, which is, <laughs> you know, when it's a movie's good. Then I guess I don't need to worry about it. But um, when the movie's not so good uh, and it has yeah, subtitles, it's, it's very difficult to watch. Yeah. Yeah. You've been uh, theatering a lot, movie theatering, because you're normally a fan of going every week. I right? am a big fan. There's um, not much. Not, not, there's really not so much to Like, I was trying to go to a movie yesterday, and I, I really I couldn't find anything. Did you watch the play, av- though. Avatar? Didn't want to see Avatar? I did see Avatar. Oh, what did you think? <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was beautiful and way too long and mostly a setup for the next one. Yeah, that's not so good. It, yeah, I felt like I felt the setup for the next one vibes. Um, I liked the... Um, uh, you know, uh, every crew has a crazy ass white boy, um, you know, uh, vibe going on with the, like the general's son or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, um, and it was, just, I thought it was really satisfying to just see the like giant arrows go through people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um just like the, the Marines coming in and, mm. and like, here's these like blue people like, Oh, we got you. Um, uh, but uh, sounds like the first movie. Yeah, I'm a very clunky writer. He is or is not a very clunky writer. He is a very clunky writer. Yeah, I think so. He's just repeated um, himself. Uh, is what he's mostly done with his career, right? Terminator, Terminator Two, Aliens is a ripoff of Alien. Um, I'm mm. I'm not a big fan of Titanic. Uh, I think. I, I, it has, you know, gravitas. And, you know, I like Titanic. The actors are handsome, but it's a big, weighty movie. <laughs> and, uh, I, that was his biggest hit. So he's, he's definitely, but Avatar, I, I don't know. This one that must be his biggest hit now. Billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Billions. Yeah. But, but, uh, I, I was good with the first one. I didn't need a sequel. Well, you're going to get a whole bunch. Yeah. I um, think until you're dead. I mean, you're going to get them. I'm I'm going to be listening to you talking about them. Uh, Maybe you won't (laughs) go to episode five or whatever. I don't know how many more. Yeah. Avatar 3, The Way of the Rocks or something like that. Probably fire (laughs) or something. You know, they're going to go with four elements or something. I I thought the first one was good. It it was... um, 
I like the yeah, I mean, I like the first one better. But uh, it yeah. exhausted its idea, so it doesn't need any more. Is what I'm thinking. Well, the Navi won. You know, that was it. Yeah. There, well, there you go. But no, no, like just the idea is, um, can you uh, transfer your consciousness into another body and become uh, part of a primitive culture that you want to be a part of a primitive culture? Um, it's it's uh, like if Evan were here. You would point to it being, you know, runaway living with the natives, right? Which mm, is yeah, a well, thing it's to like do. dances with wolves in space. There you or go. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. But where you get to be an yeah. Indian too, right? Your blood is Indian colored. Your skin is Indian, right? It's not just like because like the, the guy's disabled or something in the first one, right? Yes. And yeah. he gets to be free of his bad body. Oh, maybe it's a trans story. <laughs> So they didn't do that in this movie, did they? They could have done that, right? You could have got, you really. got get yourself, but they could have done that. Oh, maybe that's what the next one will be. The next movie, some dude becomes a uh, uh, lady. Um, speaking of which, did you guys watch that? Did we talk about that Orville episode? I think we did, where the kid uh, changes genders. I don't know if we talked about it, but I I watched it. Yeah, have you seen that one, Will? I haven't seen Orville. Oh, any of it? It's fun. It's funny. It's, it's good. It gets worse as it goes along. The latest season is too Star Warsy, special effectsy heavy. It is. I, yeah, yeah, it is. Two big long battle scenes. I don't fucking care. Um, and the that they were much heavier on the science. Are they on the Disney Channel now? What Hulu, happened? I think Hulu. Oh, okay. But um, that that episode, um, I think they changed the actor. I think it started off as one, like an actress, and then became an actor. Or maybe it's the other way around. Yeah, I think it was the other I think way it's around. It's the other way around. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, that, <laughs> that's something you can't actually do for, like, like if you're, you're trying to show the gender surgery working and you actually have, you can't do that with makeup and special effects if you're trying to sell it on an alien. So they actually hired somebody else and fired the other person. Like, wow. <laughs> Is that how they did it? Because they had to, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't remember what the what the. It's like Ezri Dax versus you know Jadzia Dax, right? Yeah, right. I mean, one person gets fired, so the other person can continue in the role. Obviously, acknowledging the fact that they're slightly different personalities uh, as well because Mm -hmm. of the situation but in this case it's like no that actor's fired (laughs) this one is is replacing and yet it's supposed to be the same character uh just showing her true self inside or the other way around (laughs) yeah it's i didn't notice i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's how long was it between the two seasons uh well it was it happened in one episode though right did it i thought no it was the same actor is it? I don't think so. Let, let's look. What's the really? kid's name? I thought it was um, Orville Kid. <laughs> I thought actor. it was the same act. It was with just different makeup. That's what I thought. Orville Kid. Oh no, that's the wrong kid. That's the do- the daughter doctor's kid. What's the what's the? It, they're called um, Mocklin Kid. Orville Mo- Mocklin. Yeah, yeah, Mocklin. Mocklin Kid actor. Macklin. 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 Shit, I'm spelling it wrong. Well, Alien. All of look too. <laughs> Will's like, what What the fuck's a Macklin? I'm just like, yep, 
<laughs> season what season was that? Three or four? Three, I think. Mocklin Orville. Mocklin actors Orville. The guys who play their dads are very funny. Both of them. They are. They're good. Yeah. And one plays the girl and the other one plays the boy and they're both hilarious. Even though they're both boys. <laughs> uh, That's very- I'm just looking at the cast list. That's not helping. No, it doesn't. Because they're in makeup, right? Yeah. <laughs> the full naked skin suits. You should watch this show, Will. It's very funny. You're a funny guy. You would like this show. It's like Star Trek, but funny. Yeah. But less. it's gotten less funny. Yes, it has gotten less funny, but it's also gotten less good as they've done more spaceship battles. Yeah. Everybody wants to be like Star Wars. Yes. Well, that's, but yes, very wrong of them to, to do that. It is. And, and, uh, and the Star Wars things are terrible. Like, did you watch um, the latest one? Uh, Doc, uh, no, Obi Wan, that one. No, I didn't watch that one. It's I heard that uh, shit. Yeah, it's horrible. I I heard that was directed like one. a garbage. Um, the one that I watched that I recommended to Evan, he didn't like, but he didn't hate, which is surprising because he very hates. Is uh, it's a sequel to Rogue One, or a prequel? I oh guess. yeah. Uh, what's it called? Andor. Mm-hmm. You would like that one, up, Misa. It's not shit. Yeah. It's not shit. Because Isn't it based on, like, Stalin robbing a bank? <laughs> well, it should be, yeah. Um, I didn't know like, that. I think the New Yorker wrote an article about, like, explaining how it was based on, like, Stalin's bank robbery. Yeah. I haven't find seen it. it. You know, it makes sense. Um, but it's a heist movie or show. Um, the premise is uh, the main actor who I didn't even know was the same, like, his name is Diego Luna. I don't know who that is, but he's the main actor. He was in a movie called Rogue One, which is a prequel to the first Star Wars movie. Um, you know, that line in the original Star Wars, they said many Bothans died for this, this thumb drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the movie that the, uh, Rogue One is the movie where they get the thumb drive, right? And so everybody who you like in the movie gets killed. Um, so this is a prequel because that guy's dead at the end of Rogue One. Um, and it's about the beginnings of the rebellion. And what's nice about it is it's very slow paced. Um, and it's beautifully framed. Like the framing is incredible. Casting's pretty good. Um, but the writing is, is, you know, first for Star Wars, which has been shit for it's been terrible, like fucking it's ever been horrible. Right. Uh, there horrible. are some, there's some redeeming features of that Mandalorian show, but it goes on too long. And there's like, this is better than that. Um, it's, a, if you liked Rogue One, it's as good as Rogue One, but it's, the tone is different. It's much slower. And, um, it's like three episode arcs. Basically, you're on a planet for a while. You get to hang out with some laborers. Um, and then you see it from the bureaucrats point of view and the bureaucrats are smart, but evil. Um, and then, you know, there's a sort of a, uh, political aspect, but it's, it's, I did a whole thread on it. Not that it's worthy of, uh, digging up, but if you like, if you like to put yourself to sleep, uh, (laughs) with a television show that doesn't suck, that's Star Wars, you know, you don't expect much from it. It's fine. It's good. Okay. Um, so it looks like 
in season two, the uh-huh. char- the actor, the character was played by a kid, a boy uh-huh. named Blessing Yates. Okay. And it said, but for the third season, it was taken over by Imani Pullum, a girl. Yeah. So it's like what I was saying. It's like they. But it was across them. seasons, though. Like that was two years apart. So I no, couldn't see. But they they did it. And I'm pretty sure they did it in the third season in one episode. So like the kid goes in for surgery as one kid actor, and the other one comes out. See, I don't think so. I think it was in the second season. It was that one kid, and then the third season, it was the different. Are kid. you? Can you go into uh, IMDb for that? No, actor? I'm just because that I'm should not. say what episodes. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, I don't know how to spell any of these names. Right, give me one. Give me one of the kids' names. Um, one of the kids was uh, Blessin Yates. B l e s s o n. O n, Yates. All right. Y e a t e s. Yeah, I got him. All right, and clicking, and we got eight episodes. All right. Uh, Jolodja. It's <laughs> the name of one of the episodes. That's in season two. Why is it not clicking? Come on. IMDb is getting really shitty, I gotta tell you. It used to be much better. Mm. Alright. Did that work? No, it didn't work. There's so many fucking pop ups on IMDb. Yeah. Lesson Yates known for overview mini bio it just says eight episodes it doesn't show which episodes other than that one that's weird mm. well that's the impression I got I tried to look at the credits when it was going but I I guess I didn't care enough or maybe I, maybe it wasn't there, which is unusual. You're supposed to you're supposed to credit actors. Whatever. I'll watch uh, a man called Ove instead. I guess. Oh well, it's, so it says as it it says the 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 boy played him as a child, and then the the, the girl played him as an adolescent. But I can't tell if it was in one episode or not. Yeah, it'll come out eventually. I mean, it'll probably yeah. be in the next season. I think it was near the end of the last season. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think... Um, oh, before I, yeah, before everybody scoots off, let me try and entice you on to another show. Let me see what I got. <laughs> <laughs> it might be something good. Uh, this was a fill-in show because nobody... Nobody was, uh, Paul was not in town once we, so we can do whatever we want. Um, <laughs> right. This was our fill in show, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Venom Business, Michael Crichton next week. Um, I'm really enjoying these Michael Crichton books, very paperbacky fun. I don't know about this other than it has snakes in it. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, Will, I don't know. You might not want to be in, but Misa definitely should go in for Nazis on the Moon in Rocket Ship Galileo by Robert A. Heinlein. Oh, you're already I on that one. I'm there. <laughs> you're already committed. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> if you want to do uh, the first Heinlein juvenile novel where kids in their backyard in Arizona build a rocket and go to the moon, um, Rocket Ship Galileo is your, 
your jam. Um, are you talking to me or Will? Or still Will? trying to sell Will. Yeah, Will. Rocket ship Galileo. And Mice is going to be there. And Evan, yeah, apparently. Huh. And Evan started a podcast. I don't know if I told you this, Misa. He started a podcast uh, series on reading through everything Heinlein wrote. So I I did hear him talk about that, yes. It's exciting because oh. uh, he's it's, got good analysis. Yeah. And and I feel I, proud because I talked him into it. You did. Yep. Well done. Yep. Very well done. I, I think I also helped him with Mark Twain. Getting him on Mark Twain. He just did Innocence Abroad. So, wow. Yeah. Book I've read. So what what what's the date of the of the Heinlein one? That's uh, February nineteenth. Right. Yes, it is. And then Unseen, Unfeared. And then there's another one, Unseen, right after. Yeah, I think are they not, they're not on the schedule. Are they? Yeah, they're on the schedule. Line two eighty six. I'm, I'm looking and somewhere wrong. I'm gonna open up the schedule and just take a look. Yeah. 286, 287. I can throw it in the chat. There. Okay. Uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff I'm excited about that's not on the list that I can't remember now, but will want to add. I it's because I don't I don't write it down. And I'm not going to remember. That's I guess the problem. I tweet oh, about like this book's out. Oh my god. Oh, oh, I know there's one. Um, David Graeber book. Um, uh, and not, apparently he's, he's been posthumous for a while and he's still publishing. Um, new book, David Graeber. I, I like that your way of referring to a, him being dead. He's been posthumous for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm posthumousing right now. Don't bother me. Um, <laughs> new book. New, uh, it's called Pirate Enlightenment. Uh, when I sent this to Evan, he he does his typical autistic style take on DMs. Uh, like he said, "What?" <laughs> I sent it to Evan. I said, "I said, let's see if I can find it." He's been um, spending time with his family, so he's not doing much uh, podcasting. He was sick, also probably COVID. Um, hmm. what did I say to him? I said. Uh, I said, Pirate Enlightenment or the real Libertaria, we should do a show on this. And he says, uh, Enlightenment, Liberty, Socialism, all the same. <laughs> he says, I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> I say, it's a new book by David Graeber. He's dead and still publishing. This is his third posthumous book. So, uh, yeah. It sounds Enlightenment, like- Liberty, Socialism, all the same thing. I mean, <laughs> right? Pirate Enlightenment or the Real Libertaria is the name of the book. Uh, pirates have long lived at the realm of romance and fantasy, symbolizing risk, lawlessness, and radical visions of freedom. But at the root of this mythology is a rich history of pirate societies, vibrant imaginative experiments in self-governance, and alternative social formations at the edges of the European Empire. Hey, that's us! I sent you a pirated audiobook this morning, or last week, so we could do a show this wow. morning. Right. Wow, we're a radical social experiment. I mean, there you go. That sounds right. And that's not as radical as uh, you know some, but definitely experiment. Uh, so there's that I want to add to the list. I guess I should actually put the name on there, right? 
Um, and then, uh, Hopkins Manuscript. I don't know anything about this book other than it's, uh, been hidden for no good reason, but, uh, Alex Navalli wrote a review of it in the New York Times, which I've not read, but I read a little bit about the book and it sounds really cool. So I will give you more information on that as time goes by, I guess, as I get ready for it. Um, The Crawlers by Philip K. Dick. Misa probably not want to be on that because it's got, it's basically a crawling abortions being run over by trucks. Oh, that's uh, aw- I- <laughs> <laughs> Philip K. Dick was very anti-abortion. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the one um, abortion story you had me do by him was enough. That was a pretty great story, though. Very difficult and wonderful and The horrible. pre-persons? The pre-persons, yeah. This one is well, a little less something that way and another in the direction. He's just a weird guy, man. Um, oh, I saw a... Uh, 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 was it? I, I don't know. I just saw it. Oh, it was an interview. That's what it was. With... Uh, Ray Faraday Nelson's kid. You know, Ray Nelson died recently. They're doing his uh, funeral or whatever. And so the guy from the Dickheads podcast interviewed the son. And he talked about when Philip K. Dick was his babysitter. (laughs) 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 Uh, Which would be funny, right? Um, And then he's like over it. He's being babysat, and uh, he's like seven years old or whatever. And he says, hey, kid, come over here. And then he shows him his Derringer. It's like, this is why Philip K. Dick is much better in print than he is to be in your life. My God. Right? You don't show a seven-year-old your Derringer. Why do you have a Derringer? Because you're fucking Philip K. Dick, that's why. Jesus Christ. You don't show a seven-year-old kid your babysitting and fucking Derringer. What are you thinking? He's thinking, I'm going to show this kid my damage. <laughs> this is America, man. This I is mean, how we are. <laughs> clearly, but <laughs> sometimes you like, can be a little too American. Like when you're. Um, yeah, we just got problems here. Like, I'm not even a gun control guy, but no, I'm, I'm the opposite of a like, gun control guy. But you don't show your neighbor's seven year old kid. A fucking Derringer you got in your house. Uh, we got to do something different in this country because whatever we're doing isn't working. Mm. I, yeah. Um. Yep. Oh. Uh. Four Day Planet, H. Beam Piper's on the list. Golden Slave by Paul Anderson. That is a uh, uh, historical sword and sandal style book. I think I think I've got I'm in where I need to be yep. for now. For now, that's fine. Um, I, okay. I think I'm just going to you just keep tempting me as these right. things come up and join us um, for Frances Stevens. She's always fun. She's very interesting. And remind what, me who Frances Stevens is. What books have you done that let's see. Uh, Did she do Citadel of Fear? Yes, that's her. I've read that. Yeah. What was the one we just did, Misa, that was uh, Dystopia in Philadelphia? That was... Um, must be on this list. I want to say Labyrinth. That's not it. Um, the Heads of Cerberus. Heads of Cerberus. That's right. And that was interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. She's a weird lady, and I like weird ladies. Um, what yeah, she's, she's, she's interesting and weird Francis and good. Francis Stevens. A.K.A. But, Gertrude Barrows Bennett. Yeah, don't call her by that. That's what the 
the fancy people do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's literally her name at some point in her life, but what, are you leaving, Misa? Yeah, I do. Okay. But, well, it was great hearing you and Jesse, as always. Yeah. And uh, if you yeah, feel free yeah. of tempting me to play that game with you online, please do so. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Misa. Bye, Misa. Yeah. When is Just that? Trying to look up more about this book, Unseen, Unfeared. Okay, so um, there's not much about it. I do have the audiobook somebody recorded for me. Um, let's see. Yeah. Unseen. Unseen, Unfeared. There it is. I press play to find out how long it is. So most of her stuff is like um, done, getting close to being done. There's a few things missing. But I'm very pleased to uh, be getting closing in on. Okay, I'll type in Francis Stevens. So. Um, her first, uh, when she first published in 1904, I can't remember how old she was. She was very young, teenager. Um, she wanted to be published. Uh, I think it. I think the, no, the first one's under her real name. Her second time was much later. Um, and she wanted to use the pseudonym Jean Vale. Um, and they just said, no, you're using this Francis Stevens. Um, and so she just stuck with that. Unseen, unfeared. From 1919. People's favorite magazine. There's very little information about it. I'm seeing a summary on tour.com. Uh-huh. What's it say? Um, narrator Blaisdell dines with Detective Jenkins in a low-rent Italian restaurant near South Street. Jenkins chats about old Doc Holt recently implicated in a poisoning murder. Only reason Holt was under suspicion was he lives amongst superstitious people who swear he sells love's charms openly and poisons secretly. And it goes like it's... That's, uh, not, that's not tempting, is it? Yeah, well, um, missing the important part, the summary. It's not say it's yeah, it's not. Um, I think this is just like I don't uh, know. How to I sell think books. they have a plot blow, but yeah, we don't want that. Um, yeah, I have a folder that has a review by Blyler, so let me just unplug and replug and see if I can get that. Blyler gives the story summary, but in a way that's quick, um, and then he also gives a review. Which, like, a one-line thing about it. Um, were you on for that one? No, the one my son and I were... No, you weren't on for the Philadelphia one? No, I wasn't. So that one's really a crazy convoluted plot, but I'll just explain it. Uh, basically, a uh, guy breaks into a house. Um, <laughs> um, he finds... Uh, he's in a fight with the occupant of the house who's not the owner of the house... Who happens to be his best friend? <laughs> and he's like, "What are you doing in town? And why are you breaking into my cousin's house?" Right? And it's, "Oh, well, you know." And um, then there's a knock at the door, and uh, he explains, uh, "Well, as he walking to the door, um, I broke into the house, but um, the safe was open. Well, someone had broken into. So very convoluted, right? Well, it turns out there somebody is after a vial, p h i a l or whatever, right?" with a little stopper that has the heads of Cerberus on it. And inside the vial is supposedly ashes burned 
uh, Dante's Gate or something like that. Well, they open it up as like, there's no diamonds in here. And in stirring up the thing, the guy disappears. I'm like, oh, that's, I just murdered my friend somehow. <laughs> so he, he stirs up the thing. Uh, after the doorbell comes back and the, there's a lady there. So what did you do with my cousin? And they stir up the thing again and they end up where he is, which is, uh, in an alternate future of like 2018 Philadelphia where everything's a dystopia. Um, and it's very weird dystopia. Um, because everyone is voted, like there's most people have no names, just numbers. But if you're, um, good at one particular thing you can win the contest you get that job uh so like you uh miss mr handsome <laughs> gets a municipal job and it's like the rest of the united states we don't know anything about because they've put up borders it's very insular um philadelphia uh everything is uh it's one s- uh, fascist state in a certain sense um, and there's a, like a contest where you fight for the, for the particular job. So if you're good at music, uh, you have a music contest. Anybody who loses goes in the pit. <laughs> Anybody who wins becomes the head of the music department of the city and you get like prestige and stuff. But there's nepotism going on and people lying and voting for people they, you know, it's like basically it's like the Hugo Awards. People are voting for people because they're on their team or their slate or they wear the right badge or have the right pronouns in their bio or whatever. Um, and so they visit this world um, and then escape it uh, because a fourth guy who's also a thief broke into the apartment and also stirred up the ashes and he shows up and he becomes the head of the police. <laughs> it's very silly. Um, it's like a seat of the pants, but this lady's just like amazing, like spinning up ideas. Um, it's not technically a good book in the sense like this one was so well put together today. It's the opposite of that, but, uh, very compelling. The characters are fun and the ideas are amazing, like rockets, rockets going off. Sounds interesting, right? Yeah. So what did you find that summary of unseen on fear? I'm going to dig it up right now. Books. I'm going to type in Blyler. And I found Blyler folder. Uh, science fiction early years. Is that where it is? Guide to Supernatural Fiction. Okay. Opening up. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm searching for Unseen. And it's searching. No, that's not the right one. There's it now. Words used a few times. There's the problem is there's a big M dash in the middle of the uh, story title and that'll fuck it up. So mm. I if I search for maybe unfeared makes more sense to search for. Yeah, I'll try unfeared. It's a big book, seven hundred twenty nine pages. All right, unseen, unfeared. Here it is. Um, oh, where did it go? Ah, okay. Okay, this is a review of a book called Horrors Unknown, which I guess has it in it. Unseen Unfeared, Francis Stevens spelled wrong. People's Favorite Magazine, 1919. A special photographic filter permits the narrator to see horrible monstrosities, the emanations of evil thoughts, also the soul of a recent suicide. 
<laughs> That's the entire review. It's short. It's like an hour. So it's not much of a commitment. Oh, oh, it's only like an hour? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, let me find that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like an hour, maybe an hour and 20 or an hour and a half. It's not, it's not super big. Unseen. Why isn't it playing is the question. Oh, it is playing. 47 minutes. Unseen, unfeared. Oh, that's good. Yeah, put put me down. That sounds doable. Putting you in. I mean, how hard is it to do 47 minutes, sir? Yeah, no, I should be able to do that. And if I get busy, I'll just let you know. All right. Well, that's just busy for the time period. You can do that any time. Uh, all right. My son. Oh, yeah. I just meant on the, the Yeah, yeah, the on Sunday, the day. Yeah. But... Unseen, unfeared, madding will. Good. Yeah, but it's good to hang out with you and Misa. Yeah, it is. We had a good chat. Thank you, yeah. sir. How's, um, yeah, how's, uh, how are the others doing? Uh, was, so Evan's been hanging out with his family, yeah. getting sick, and. Yeah, uh, Paul's at a convention, I think. In, Isn't he always? Uh, largely, largely. Um, I, I think of myself as not a socializer. He's clearly a lot more of a socializer than I am. Well, I uh, I read his tweet that he's a lonely Libra, though. So what, a Libra is the star sign. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about star signs, like so. I, I'm a Cancer. I don't know. But I, I just mean a cancer on society. I don't mean like uh, my star sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a cancer on society. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so Paul's been going to conventions or? He's at a convention now. I I, I, I want to say Gen Con, but that's not right. Somewhere in Philadelphia or no, it's not Philadelphia. Chicago, who knows? Someplace. <laughs> Um, uh, it's I want only convention I would be really tempted to go to is like that PulpCon where they have a lot of great dealers room and art and stuff, and then I'd be mad because I didn't bring enough money and I don't have enough money and I spending too much money. <laughs> so, and you have to spend a bunch of money getting there. And well, that's the uh, yeah fucking hassle at the borders. Don't need that. So I'm yeah I'm not super tempted. Other than that. But yeah, you should. You Maybe should. if they had it in Vancouver. Uh, if it, if they had it in Vancouver, I would definitely go. I think because there's no excuses really. It's it's exactly what I'd like. I don't I don't want to go to Comic Con. I don't want to see all those people lining up for celebrities for hours. It's ridiculous. Like seeing, uh, you know, I'm watch watching people line up to stand in line to get Pavel Chekhov's signature. It's like. I mean, maybe you can make a real connection. <laughs> Just watch the show. It's good enough. Uh, I don't I don't need to stand in line for that. And it's not like the conversations at the panels are amazing. They're they're pretty superficial. So well, you've been to a lot a lot of pulp conventions, right? I've been to Pulp Fest um going on I want to say I've been going since uh, 2016. I, uh, which feels crazy because that's a long time ago. It is. Uh, there were some intervening years where maybe nothing happened. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go this year just because it's just cost a bunch of money to go. Yeah. How and far is it? 
Oh, it's only like um, six or seven hours for me. It's a long um, drive. It is a long drive. And then you're um, staying at a friend's or you stay at a hotel. I'm staying at a hotel. Then it's fucking so expensive. It's, yeah. Uh, and I just, um, last year the um, pulps were more expensive than they were the year before that. Mm, and well, that's I was inflation, just, because I was, yeah, I think maybe the, year of the pandemic that i went like there were less people there mm. so they had to lower their prices or something mm-hmm. like that um but i was able to buy issues of planet stories for like 20 bucks that one year mm. and they were more expensive than that um last year when i went so i didn't buy as much stuff um not that i really need this stuff no it's just it's fun you know and you want to hold yeah. it in your hand and you can do that longer yeah. if you own it ebay is yeah. a place to go but i Having never been to one of these conventions, I see the photo. Fo- like, I want you to go so you can take photos of stuff and, like, lots of them, put them all online. I go, oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, like that. But um, it- that's what I would mostly do. And then I would want to spend a lot of money um, getting, you know, a piece of original art uh, that I wouldn't. Well, yeah, you, like, shouldn't. stay up all night talking to people. Um- yeah, that's a problem, too. Um, so I think I probably am going to pass this year. Um, but never say never on the future. Mm. I, um, it's also like, um, it's like really big for like small press or like self published books. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a lot of that going on. And like, well, that, you those know, you have to, like, Roba, if they were available books. in, in my local store, I would buy it, even though I'm not much on print, you know, I would buy it because, they put a lot of work into it and they try and make it good. It's just, I don't want to support Amazon. So I don't buy things on Amazon, which fucks yeah. me up because almost everything is there, right? There's no distribution. Li- there's literally, that. yeah. Like everything is there. It's um, fucking evil. It's unavoidable. So I just don't spend money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's probably good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you like need something and you're not buying it, that's bad. But I don't need, you know, to have copies of that. I actually have one copy, but it's not because I need it. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe I. No. Do you? Um, are there are there good used bookstores in your area? Uh, I go to the thrift shop a lot. Um, there's one used bookstore in my area. I've not been to it. Um. Apparently, it started before the pandemic. It's a lesbian couple, so they're probably in it for the long haul. Apparently, I was talking with somebody <laughs> else about how lesbian couples opening bookstores is its a trope almost, right? Um, I didn't realize. That's funny. It, well, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, they're bookish. <laughs> there, there's a famous <laughs> um, store in Vancouver called Little Sisters that's you know, was a lot of BC Civil Liberties actions about their uh, products being imported over the border and then um and then you know them having to sue the government because the government's so fucking evil um oh yeah with like um the content of the yeah, books just, and stuff. you know homosexuality is illegal and the border people are super prudes and super evil so uh they've got a place of prominence even though fucking rent is too high and probably having difficulty affording their location it's a big problem like 
I'm sure rent is low somewhere. I know uh, I was looking at small town Alberta the other day and like, wow, that house is very cheap. <laughs> but you have to live in a <laughs> town full of uh, Mormons. It's, it's like the first Mormon temple outside of the United States. It's quite, quite amazing. <laughs> it's a, an amazing town. Um, uh, let's see. First Mormon temple outside of the States. Uh, um, and the prices are cheap, but what fucking work is there? Right. I'm not a, LDS uh, guy, so I'm not going to get a lot of work there. Forest Mormon Temple outside USA. Uh, Cardston, Alberta. So look at this. They're, um, it's like uh, the Justice League building. <laughs> look at the, How do I spell Cardston? I just sent it in the chat. Um, oh, cool! It looks like the Supreme Court. It's like, uh, and some of the pictures, uh, Cardston, C A R S, C A R D S T O N, um, or Alberta Temple, yeah. Um, it like it's it, right beside the mountain, so it looks like you know Fortress of Solitude or something. Cardston, Alberta Temple images. Yeah, if they frame it right, it, it, no, I don't see it here, but, oh yeah, there, there's one. It's like, that looks like something out of, um, Ayn Rand. Links are very bad. There. Putting it in the chat. It looks like a bank. <laughs> it doesn't look like a church. Oh, that's a nice picture. Right? That's like, um, yeah, rest very of, scenic. The rest, the rest of the town is like just, you know, suburbs. It's not like a big town or anything. But I think it's like 80% Mormon. I'm like, I probably wouldn't hate living there, but how would I afford to pay the very small property taxes with <laughs> no job. Uh-huh. Yeah. And your cost of living is way high where you are, right? Well, I mean, in a certain sense it is. I have high property taxes-ish. I don't know. Um, but my, I don't have mortgage anymore. So it's, you know, there's that. <laughs> I used to have yeah. a giant, not every month I had to pay. And now I have just expensive condo fees and expensive property taxes and, you know, whatever inflation is doing to the price of things, which it is doing, I've noticed. Yeah. It's bad, but you, where, how how cheap is rent where you are? Um... Let's see. We have a pretty good deal, but we have um uh this isn't representative, but we got a uh three bedroom um at, with like a big yard mm-hmm. for like eight fifty. Oh wow. Um which which is just like fantastic. Yeah. But like it, like a one bedroom around here um goes for like six hundred or more than that. Yeah. That's like my roommate pays that much just for living in my apartment. And we share an apartment. 
Although that's Canadian, yeah, which makes a difference. Yeah how um how big is your apartment? It's a thousand square foot, nine ninety seven. Two bedrooms. Um, how many bedrooms? Two be- two bedrooms, two bathrooms. Okay. Do you all like split up the bathrooms or? He has one. I have one. Um, washer dryers in my bathroom. He uses that. Cool. Yeah. It's it's fine. Um, it'd be better. Uh, you know, to not pay as much in property taxes and, uh, I don't know, condo fees are like 500 a month. It's ridiculous. Something like that. What does that get you? Hot water, uh, gas, fireplace. Um, they mow the lawn. (laughs) What little lawn there is. (laughs) They paint the, paint the walls and, and then every, 10 years, there's a giant assessment that makes you pay $20,000 or more for various things that did not stand up. Yeah, pretty horrible. Whatever. I'm not homeless. Have you thought seriously about moving? The problem is, where where am I going to move to that's going to give me work? Um, I can work online. Yeah, that's true. And I am working online. Well, you're mostly like working online. Yeah, yeah. well, when is that going to fucking end? Right? So the <laughs> fever has not quite broken on COVID. People still think it's a big deal, even though, you know, officially <laughs> there's an end date to it in the States. But, um, you know. Well, it's like an excuse to kick a bunch of people off Medicaid. So Oh, it's an excuse to fuck everybody and line pockets, right? But the uh, the fairies, the BC fairies, still recommend masks, right? Even though, like, there's just a new study out saying it definitively, they it, it's a wash. Like, you, there are negatives to wearing masks, and there are positives to wearing masks, but almost none of the positives are actually in, <laughs> have anything to do with, you know, spreading the disease around. Because most of the people wearing the masks are not wearing masks that can prevent it. And, yeah. So, it's like, until that, until, like, everybody, like, I'm done with this. Um, And it may have just wrecked the industry for in-person tutoring. I mean, who knows? I got some back. uh, You know, the students who show up are not wearing masks now, which is good. Because, you know, they were when they started. I want to have, like, an in-person tutoring industry. Like, just, like, in-person classrooms. You want to have some of that, too. Because kids don't learn very well from fucking online. Oh, no, they've been wrecked. Totally. And, I mean, I can help Um. students one-on-one online, but not the way I can in person. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. So I think we're well, the, turning a corner, but Paul's masked up at his convention and he was talking about not going to a convention because they weren't going to require it or check on vaccination status. Like the vaccines don't work at least not for almost any of the people who are getting them. In fact, they seem to increase the chances of you getting COVID. So. Well, until that until that fever is broken and everybody's like back on the board of like uh 
let's go back to business as usual. And that's been happening for a while. I don't think I'm going to see a big uptick in, in persons, but I, I like in persons and I depend on in persons. So I'm hoping, but I don't want to, I don't want to be an online tutor only. It sucks. It's not as good. It's, it's more convenient, but it's not better for the students. It's not better for my experience of teaching. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking, yeah, like, I always, what about a judge? Like, if you're a uh, tele-judge, like they have, like, for northern communities, right? Like, you're on trial and the judge is not in the room. How would, how would you like that? I prefer the judge to be in the room. And I think if I was the judge, I'd prefer to be in the room. Yeah. Because you've got the fixed camera, right? It's not so good. Although, one of the texts I, I heard the other day, um, AI shit that they're doing all the time. This one actually is pretty interesting. It's uh, a program that you run on your computer that changes where your eyes are focused so that it makes it look at the camera. So oh. you're you're looking at you're looking at a document, right? Or you're looking at a person you're talking to. You're not looking at the camera. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting my eyes on the camera even though we're not on video, right? <laughs> right, right. But if we were It'd be like I'm staring at you the whole time, even if I've got a piece of paper in front of me. Isn't that creepy? And interesting? It's it's like it makes it like a simulated real life situation, but also <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> and and like I'm staring at you constantly. <laughs> I have no modesty at all. <laughs> I can't look away. I say as I look at. <laughs> look at you with my eyes while I'm looking away. And since we would know, like you would know I was using it because I would tell you. Um, and and then you would say, oh, yeah, I'm using it too. And then everybody would know they're all using it. Uh, that's pretty fucking weird. Yeah. The um, one thing, I'm going to send you one thing before I go and mm-hmm. then I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, there was a link to this other Mormon temple mm-hmm. on the Mormon temple's Wikipedia page that's mm-hmm. in Hawaii, and mm-hmm. it looks awesome. Yeah, they're they're pretty. It is some fancy templing. Much better than the Scientology ones. Oh yeah. Like, look at that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be a Mormon, but <laughs> well, I mean, how how bad could it be? I hear they're much reformed, and they seem to be nice people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to believe I, um, some bullshit, but we already do that anyway. <laughs> I want a planet. Um, uh, no, no, just in this life, I mean, like, I don't know, whatever, whatever they do. But Well, yeah, Brandon Sanderson has been beat up online for being Mormon because oh, yeah. the church is, like, homophobic or whatever. Yeah, well, Orson Scott uh, Card is is a black name. Right? People are not allowed to use it. Well, I mean, yeah, but he's, like, he's like not only Mormon, he's, like, is homophobic. He's <laughs> like, no, his homophobia is is church homophobia. It's not, like, like he is, he, he is following his church beliefs, right? Like, he doesn't – it's really interesting because there's, like, homophobia of, like, uh, you learned it from your friends at school. And then there's the homophobia of this is the doctrine of my church, and he is like a he is a hundred percent on board with his church. 
And so it's not like he personally reviles homosexuals. It's that, look, uh, my church demands that I believe this. I believe it because it's my church. And I contribute money to Uh preventing people from getting married. Uh, Yeah, he does do that. But it isn't like um, – like the way Paul thinks about uh, abortion, right? It's not religiously informed, although I'm sure that that has something to do with it because, you know, raised Catholic, et cetera. But um, it's the other way around, right? Um, Scott is a funny case because he's teaching church doctrine, but he's also quite nuanced. (laughs) Right? Um, I don't think Orson Scott Card is very nuanced. I also don't think Brandon Sanderson is super nuanced. I think Brandon Sanderson is a little younger and he knows how to say things in a polite way, not to offend people, but it doesn't stop people from taking offense. He's just doing his own yeah. thing, right? And, and yeah, yeah, it requires I, them to pay to the church. It's the same uh, claim people made about the Catholic church. The papists are all obeying, the, right? So let them have their religion as long as they're not actually hitting people or ripping babies out of wombs or pushing babies into wombs or whatever. Pushing babies into wombs. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's a thing to do. I mean, that that was in the, you didn't see the news today. (laughs) Some story last night is like, some story on Twitter was, bioethicists say it's okay to use brain dead women's bodies. Uh, Paul was of course, very upset. Yeah, I feel like that's like clickbait, right? It is like, clickbait. Almost all of this is clickbait shit. Yeah. Um. So what? Um. So what do you got going on with the rest of today? Uh, not a hell of a lot, luckily. Um, I'm gonna resist playing that fun game. Frustrating fun game. Uh, I make some coffee. I I save my coffee until the end because it's so good. And I can think about, oh, I can still have coffee. Then I, when I'm having the coffee, the coffee's good. But then after I, oh, I had my coffee. <laughs> and you can only have so much coffee or you get up like. Oh, I get too shaky. Get and trouble. Yeah, and I pee too much. and But yeah, three yeah. cups is max. Three, max. Two is more likely. One is not quite enough. Yeah, there's a cat food shortage, so like we're gonna try to find cat food today. You got I hope. serious uh, problems. Uh, fucking eggs going out, uh, uh, crazy price. Oh yeah. I don't know. Understand how any of this is happening, but I know that it's all fucking incompetence of one of your cats named Brandon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if like, I don't know if like Joe Biden is personally responsible for inflation, but he's certainly not doing anything about it. Well, he's certainly not in charge. <laughs> Right? Yeah, like I guess the Fed is in charge. And yeah, but he's not doing anything. Is you know, it's like yeah. I mean, I guess does is not we could like solving ha- problems. Like a putting up fires. Like a like a different kind of president could in- introduce price controls and like stick it to the egg industry or whatever. Um, I don't think I don't think we're having that problem up here. I I I don't know, but I know that like our milk industry is uh, weird. You got a milk control board and stuff like that. Uh, Egg prices Canada. Did supply mismanagement help Canada sidestep the ongoing bird flu crisis? Ah, okay. 387 
for a dozen eggs in February 28th, 2022. How can it be February 28th? Oh, that was last year. Okay, yeah. Egg price, Canada. Uh, 2023. Uh, it says two days ago. Making dozen eggs that cost three twenty five last year now cost. And I have to click through to find out. Three twenty five. Three point two five. It's $3.75. So I, I just that's standard inflation, I think. But it says in the US it's fifty nine percent increase. Yeah. States like Arizona, Nevada, and Florida, cost of a carton of eggs exceeded $6 a dozen, or about $8 in recent weeks, Canadian. So that's up. But our prices are generally higher on food. Everything's slightly more expensive in Canada for food. But our food is also a lot more real than yours is, which is crazy because our food is not very real either. But in comparison, <laughs> like the the shit that goes into your food, like we get some of that shit, but not all of it. Like, you know, we don't, our pop doesn't have any corn in it, right? Our, uh, I don't know. We, we, uh, we actually have some breads that are not made of soy. Not many. But it, the, the list of what's illegal in Canada and what's legal in the States, there's a fucking ton of ingredients that go into your food that's really bad it's going some of that's going into our food too but it's not like italy where it's all like basically pure food I, you know unless you go to mcdonald's or whatever but even so like pink slime the stuff that makes chicken mcnuggets that's not allowed in here huh i guess so your chicken mcnuggets are like real chicken i guess i don't buy chicken mcnuggets but i would guess I, that's what I heard. So there, there are slight uh, advantages to having higher food prices occasionally, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If well, that's what's the I think that's is. a good note to end on. Yep. What I, are you uh, doing? It's, it's good hanging out. You're going to wrangle some cats and... Yeah, try to get some cat food. And, oh, right, right. Um, that's, uh, so we're going to drive around town trying to find cat food. Jesus. How can there be a cat food? Yeah. Tuna? You're not allowed to just give them tuna endlessly, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, it's just, uh, we are trying to find, like, inexpensive kibble, you oh. know, and not pay a lot of money because mm. we're feeding um, a core group of nine cats. Yeah. And whoever else happens to uh, swing by and eat some food. Possums. Yeah. Um, raccoons. Raccoons. Yeah. You know. Um. All right. Thank you, well, sir. Well, it's good hanging out, man. Yeah. See you again. Let me know if you need the recording. Oh, I'll, well, it should be all right. I'll tell you right away. Thanks. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> This has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com. And thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash SFF Audio.
app. So can I just go on the website? Proto yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a website. Um, it's chronophoto.app slash party.html. Okay. And then it should... Slash party. Yeah. Let's see what that does. <clears throat> well, I got to chronophoto.app. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, just hit the party button at the bottom or whatever. Okay. Okay. And then. Party. Yeah. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Um, oops. Jesse Willis. That's my pat. Your... Yes, but no S at the end and all one word in, and lowercase. Okay. J E S S E W I L L I. Okay. Everything takes me forever because I have to type it 15 times. Okay. 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 Did, uh, did it show you uh, uh, Enter. A um, this pad passcode, it's not showing me anything. Maybe I did. Hold on. J-E-S-S-E-W-I-L-L-I. Yeah. Sorry. I, all I didn't, one word. Got it. Okay, yes, I'm here with a okay. picture in a mall, I think. Okay, an and airport. it's a guy in the foreground and signs in the background. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so it says, what year was this photo taken? And then at the bottom, there's a slider. It starts at 1960. Right. Okay, yeah. so we're looking at the same picture. We so are. I'm zooming in, which I can do by pinching. Yeah. And I see the fluorescent. And now I'm in China. Mm-hmm. It looks like it, yeah. There's fluorescent lights. Yeah. Uh, it's a color photo. <laughs> yeah. It's hard Nobody's to hold, holding a cell phone. No, right. no, and it's harder to tell with phone numbers. I mean, um, hair. Yes, in another country. Yes, but their style is not 1970s, right? No. Although that lady skirt, there's a lot of skirts. Um, those lady skirts are uh, knee. long, and there's one there's, that's knee length, right? One that's knee length, yeah. So. Oh no, there's a few knee length. There's a few. I see one. Oh, yeah, there's two. Long stockings and trench coats. <laughs> yeah, and the And the heel. bag is plastic in the lady's hand. She's got, looks like, maybe one of them looks like a water bottle under her left arm. I'm not sure. Something under her left arm. Yeah. And, uh, the sign is very old-fashioned. See Paradise Guide, top right-hand corner. Mm. Yes, it is. Right, that's a digital sign but it's not a now that the 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 really tricky part is you see a car right and you think oh that's from the year somehow you know mm. but the car will be around for years after that right that's so, right so this sign will be around for years after but there's actually two signs up there uh one is digital red and the other one's digital uh blue mm-hmm yeah the so, time and the, so what the what year are you guessing? Tokyo. I'm thinking um I'm thinking in the eighties. Okay. So what I'm year? gonna go I'm gonna say nineteen eighty mm, four. Nineteen eighty four. That's a good guess. I I'm gonna go uh nineteen eighty eight. Okay. Okay, so oh, <laughs> did we get did we get Will? Okay. Uh, Will, um we need you to go on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and go to a website called chronophoto.app. Hi, Will. 
<laughs> we we had him for a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he got sucked into a time vortex. Yes, he's probably. Oh my, uh, um, my mind's here tonight. Hello. Hey, hey. Hey, can you hear us? Hello. Oh, uh, we can hear you. Okay, I think I can hear you now. Okay, good, good, good. I hope you have I, your uh, phone, phone handy. I've got my phone handy. Good. good. Are we going to play that game? We're playing it right yeah. now. <laughs> okay, so what you do, go to a website called chronophoto.app. So it's C-H-R-O-N-O, photo as in photograph, P-H-O-T-O, dot A-P-P. And then there's a button near the bottom right-hand corner that says party because this is we're having a party this is a photo <laughs> party all right photo okay party. and then you're going to type in a code which is my name uh all one word except for the last letter uh you ready yeah jesse willis yes but no s because it's only 10 uh, 10 letter passcode j-e-s-s-e-w-i-l-l-i jesse oh. willie yes jesse and Will. and uh all lowercase in case that matters. And then you will see a photo, hopefully, you will see a photo of some people. I don't, I see you said it was a mall. I think this it's is like not, a, No, it's Tokyo. It's a Tokyo airport. Oh, you think it's an airport? Uh, yeah, mom, uh, yeah. I was thinking or train a station. station. Yeah. Or a train station. It's Tokyo, though. Why do you say Tokyo? Oh, yeah, it says Tokyo there. It says Tokyo on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Given what? that it's Tokyo... You changing your year? I think it's probably yeah earlier because they're very into tech, right? Mm. So you said what eighty five? Four. I said eighty four. Uh, I think you're probably right, but I'm gonna go. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go eighty three. Okay. Uh, did you I'm get it? Eighty three point nine. I'm waiting for well. <laughs> well, did you get it? Yeah, I got it. I'm gonna guess nineteen ninety just to be wow. a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then on three, we press submit, right? Yeah. One, two, three. Oh! God damn it. Photo was taken in 2000. 2000? Jesus, I got 53 well, nice points. Work. God damn it. <laughs> What'd you get? so behind the time. What, how many points you get, Misa? 83. God damn it. And what did you do? I got 342. Oh, Holy shit. All right, next next round. All right, pizza. <laughs> I, I oh. think I think I want to hide my my number now, just so I I have a better okay. chance, and I'm not influenced. Okay, huh. I'm looking around. That pizza looks good. Looks pretty good. But let me see these. <sighs> Michigan, Flint, Michigan. How do you know? It's on his shirt. Does it say Flint? It says M. Flint. That's Flint, Michigan, right? Oh, M. Flint. Yeah, it does. You are here. Hmm. Pretty sure that it's like, uh, and what's, you got, uh, hmm, can't quite see the tickets. Huh. What What kind of plates are those? Paper. No, it looks like it. That pizza looks like it's um, Pizza Hut style. Something weird cut. 
She's wearing acid wash jeans. Oh. I think. Yes, you're right. Now, what does that mean? Well. They go in and out of fashion, right? Yeah, they do. All this right. Is it's tricky, right? Hard. Okay. The, Inside a restaurant like this. Yes. I find the color pictures a lot harder, generally. The yeah. closer it is to my period, <laughs> the worse I am. Give yeah. me some, some 1910 picture. I can do it way better. Okay. Gonna... So, yeah, here's what I'm thinking. No goddamn cell phones in anybody's hands. Right. So, it's pre-smartphone, but not... Not super, much. Not much. So, I'm going to go... <sighs> 2002. Oh, I, okay. I was at 2001. I was at 2006. So I, I, I have a feeling Will's right on this because he's <laughs> much more savvy on this, but I'm going to stick with my original answer. Ready? One, All right. two, three. Yeah. Submit. 2012. Ugh. God damn it. Wow. Three hundred points. Will again. God damn it. Two ninety this time. I'm thinking I should just copy Will's number. I need a fucking black and white photo. Or I'm gonna lose this game. Next. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. Uh oh. I think Will will be better at this than I am. Oh okay. That might be Stalin in the front row. No 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 no. I, Lenin. It's not Lenin. Okay. Mm. He's got a Hitler mustache. No, that's not a Hitler. I know it's not Hitler, but it's a Hitler must not No, it's not that Hitler. It's 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 not that small. Okay. Look at oh wow. I think I can give you the exact year on this. Although maybe really? not. Hmm. I feel totally lost. Okay, look I've, at the, look at their hat. The lady's I, hat. That's what I was looking at, the hats. Yes. There's one of them that looks like it's from the twenties, mm-hmm. kind of. But the others Men's don't. hats are actually much harder to like women's hats change fashion a lot. Um, and there is a, some soldiers, uh, with a with guy with a sword and he's got one of those flat tops hats. Yeah. Yeah. We can't see any, the bottoms of any skirts here. No, nobody's holding a cell phone. So I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the hats are pretty consistent though. Right. The lady's except hats. for except for one, the one one, one of them the has back. like a one, one yeah. Just, they're a little. They're all happy. Most of them. Yeah, they are happy. The other the other trick I found is look at the the photo quality. Like notice on the left edge, it's all sort of fucked up. Yeah. That that indicates earlier generally. Really? Yeah. So on the right, it's the same? Like a deterioration? Yeah. Anybody got a, a year to guess off of? 1931? Is yeah, that too late? I don't know. I mean, that sounds okay. Yeah, that sounds okay to me. I'm I'm guessing 1925. Yeah, I, I, I'm even like wondering where they are. Like those metals look <clears throat> Central European or Eastern European on the guy's chest. 
In fact, there's a uh, a German one on there. Hmm. So he, if that is uh, if if he was a German officer, he's a German officer from uh, World War One or prior to Hitler. So I'm gonna guess early. I'm gonna say 1924. Wow. Okay. What are you doing, Will? I'm at I'm at 25. Oh, damn you! You always guessing <laughs> <laughs> higher and getting it righter. Misa. 31. Okay. Ready? One. Yep. Two. Three. Submit. Oh. Fucking 1935. Hey, Will again. Jesus. You got it, Misa. 1935. Oh, really? Oh, you got it exactly? No, I said 31. Oh, wow. But how many points do you get? 708. Holy shit. Will, you're more than me too, right? I, I got 342 this time. Yeah, I got 290. I'm doing terrible. <laughs> okay. Hey, <laughs> next one. We got a guy with a guitar. Oh, whoa, whoa! Look at the whoa. red eye on this guy. Look at his, yeah, and the t- and the thin tie he's yeah. got on. I I think I, I just gave that computer in the background. I gave that to my boss like yesterday. You did? Yeah. And look, there's a spindle of DVDs or CDs yeah. on top. Monitors. Yeah. So this is actually quite tricky. Is that a pack of cigarettes on the floor? No, no, it's a, a fender pedal or something. Laundry, mm-hmm. it a, yeah, it's a fender pedal. Check out oh. his white socks with um, dress pants yes. and uh, black shoes. He's quite a handsome man. This is the isn't this like the beginning guitar that everybody gets when you when you start taking guitar for the first time? Is it this one? Sure. To think, Williams had this guitar. There's a. Uh, uh, on the floor by the space heater, there's a World of Warcraft book. <laughs> oh. So I think that's what it says. Warcraft. So it's like a messy room. Mm-hmm. This is hard. So. A can of Pepsi. Where's the can of Pepsi? To the right of his head. And, and he's got those tiny speakers back there. Yeah. yeah I should I should be able to get this. Uh, That's your computer the, back there? Yeah. The monitors of that era, like, um, that's a LCD monitor, right? Rather than yeah. a, a CRT. Um, and there, so I'm going to guess... Uh, but that ca- the the red eye thing on the camera is uh, also tricky. All right, so I'm gonna go two thousand. Um, You're gonna go all the way seven. over there, really? Really? Um, I mean, wow! I think I was in the nineties. Thinking not, that's not a nineties. We didn't have CDs like that cheap in the 90s. No? Um, I don't think so. Um, LCDs, I'm, at, I'm, L- at the middle, I'm at the middle point. I'm at, I'm at the year 2000. Okay. So I'm, I'm, okay. Also, I'm also assuming that the computer didn't come, you know, like he didn't get out, get it, and then immediately put it there and then take the photo, right? Like people keep their computers a couple years. 
Okay, how about 2000? What did you say, Jesse? 2007. Okay, I'll, I'll say 2003. Okay. Right in the middle. All right, one, two, three. 1,000 points. Oh, nice. Right? So. 2007. 2007. Good job, Jesse. Good I work. finally, uh, that adds up to a total of 1,685. I, I'm doing shitty on all the other ones. We got one more. I don't have much better. I'm at 1,789. Yeah, you're doing great. I think great. you're winning, Misa. I think so. What's your really? score, Will? I'm at 1,772. Yeah, you're beating it's me. It's a too. close race. Yep. It's neck and neck. All right, next round. <laughs> oh, this kid. wow. Oh, look at the phone. Two ways I to s- enjoy New England more. One, call ahead for a reservation. Two, call the folks back home. Oh. Oh. Well, there's a car. Mm-hmm. Those are those are like 50s, aren't no, they? No, not 50s. Those no? Are, those are 30s? 60s cars. 60s? Really? Yeah. yeah. They're too square. Really? Yeah. So let's see if there's anything down the bottom. Please return. Look at the kid's shoes and his socks. I was just looking at his socks. Yeah. I like the way he's sitting there, too. This kid is so cool. He's, <laughs> he's very cool. <laughs> just like, I'm just uh, occupying this space emphatically. <laughs> so... I can't quite make, I can't zoom in enough to see like the phone number and stuff, but if, if that's another really way, good way to tell is like how much things cost. Like I got a lunch counter the other day and it was like 15 cents for donuts or something like that. And I got, I think I got the year exactly. I, I said the other day, it was yesterday. I, I played a lot, this game a lot yesterday. Uh, yeah. I saw your tweet about that. Oh my God. You had a win. It's, Great this win. is a super dangerous game for me because it's very addictive. Because I'm trying to beat my high score, I'm frustrated. I get really frustrated. Like, how dare you do this to me? <laughs> this picture. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I'm having trouble, but I think I'm gonna. I'm ready to guess. Okay. What years are you guys thinking? 1962. That's a, that's a good guess. What do you think, Will? I'm just sticking right on 1960. That's that's a very uh, yeah because it's right in the middle, right? This yeah. uh, by the way, this number goes from from 1900 to 2022, so mm. it's 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 weird like that. But yeah, that 1960 default is very popular. I'm gonna say it's much later than that because those cars are not 1960 cars; they're slightly later, and I can't see anything in the background. Out the window. That, and is there anything on his jacket that? No. No. What? You can't even tell where he's dialing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna go. 1965. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Yep. Submit. 63. Ooh, 63. Oh. 849 points. 924 points. Damn. Good job. Game results. 2,534. 
2,713. Oh, your game results. Yeah. Final total. So I did very well on number four and flunked on the first one. I can't believe how far off I was. I totally failed that first one, too. 53 points. That's ridiculous. And yeah. the pizza, pizza one, that fucked me up. Yeah. It got better as we went along. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do one more before we do a show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, Will, is this the kind of game you could get addicted to? I don't think so, but I'm down to play one more. All right, we'll do one more. This is my, You know, remember that fad that happened last year? Everybody was whirling and showing their scores. I'm still whirling. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Like it is it so doesn't appeal to me because it's it's more like math. <laughs> Whereas this is like <laughs> I'm a detective. <laughs> I need to well, determine you a word detective over there. Uh I guess, but but it's uh it's a guessing game in the way that this isn't. I feel like this isn't a guessing game. You know what? because like you just start with your favorite word and then you deduce whereas this mm. is like i observed this thing and i observed that <laughs> thing over there <laughs> i'm a french detective apparently i just hope we go to france in the next round <laughs> all right new game let's see do we oh okay uh we need a new password or should i just use the same one we do we do i have a pick oh yeah because there's nothing here okay i'm gonna put in my my again same name okay jesse willie and then hopefully that'll work. Submit. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the same pictures. That's interesting. Really? Yes. So we should be able to guess it exactly right this time. <laughs> That's a cheater. I'm not a cheater. I don't Google these. I will not do that. Although how I about Will, Will Emmon? How, how many Will? Right. Party. Let's yeah, try it. I'll put in Will Emmon. How many? Uh, is that exactly 10? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to go back to party. Okay. No, it won't let me. It's giving Why? me this. I'm still stuck on the Jesse Willie one. Okay. I click daily and then I go back to. Oh, damn. Daily. Oh, my God. Okay. I have to Should click. Should we generate random passcode? I have to. Uh, hold on. I but just... then we will all be, be the same. No, no. We, yeah. No, we need to. I got in on Will, Will Emmons. Hold on. Okay, I'll put results. that in, too. Okay, I'm going to try to do that. I might have to use a different browser. New game. Okay, Will Emmon. W-I-L-L-E-M-M-O-N. Is that 10? I put in a, a, the S, too. Well, maybe I didn't need to. No, you did need the S. Okay, I'm trying it. Submit. There's a trolley. Um, yeah, look at okay, the trolley. Okay, yep, yep. All right. I feel confident about this picture. Well, you do. I don't know why, but uh, there's cars in it. Maybe that's why. There's a Volvo. Yeah, there's vo- that. There's a newer car and an older car. Yeah, but um, but uh, that tells you where it begins and where it ends, and we only need to know where it ends, not where it begins, right? Yeah. All right. So it's like you see two cars on the street. One's a Volkswagen Beetle. And the other is a uh, Tesla. <laughs> you don't need to worry about the Beetle. <laughs> uh, all right. What? There's a street sign. 
It says Bonfield? B- Bonfeld? Bromfield? Uh, yeah. And there's a sign that says special $2 something down there. Something about half price. That's a good price. That's a good price for whatever it is, two dollars. <laughs> oh, and there's some signs over on the far right, but I can't tell what they're of. Huh. Nobody's carrying a cell phone. The clothes are kind of dated. Yes. You think so? Not, a, but not a, like not a a ton. Is that guy's hat Under Armour symbol? I don't think it is. It looks like an M, like a University of Michigan again. Oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, just looking at the, the vehicles, I, I can't tell with the trolley bus, but that Volvo, that gives me something. The car behind it is early 80s, I want to say. And the truck behind uh, it uh, is later. Uh, it's like the 90s. So that Volvo yeah. is giving me a very 90s vibe. I'm feeling 90s, early, early 90s. Yeah. I'm feeling 90s from the clothes. Yeah. It was a bad time for clothes. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm going for 1990. Okay. Then I'll say 1992. No, you know what? I'm going to go up because because you're right. The clothes are very 90s. All right. I'm going to go 95. Okay. That's, where I'm, that's where I'm at. Okay. We're going to the same number. That's dangerous. All right. One, two, three. Submit. 1,000 points. 1995. Exactly. Very good. Isn't nice. this fun? It's, it's addictive because he's like, this has got to be this because of that. Like, okay, next round. Okay. Oh shit! It's oh come on! The water never changes. Yeah, but the clothes do. Yes, that's true. Sort of. Kid with a bucket doesn't change very much. The guy with a hat—that's interesting. What about the swim? There's no swimming. Oh yes, there are swimming trunks. Lady with the swimming trunks and the guy wearing his socks on the beach. The, what the- about the kid's little shirt? Let me look at that. Uh, that looks like something I wore as a kid. That gives you some period. Oh yeah, the it's I, tropical. I, I, There's a her, sorry. Oh, I think her uh, dress thing looks kind of fifties to me, and her shoes. You're right, no, but shoes. ladies keep that shit around for a long time. Look in the t- in the bottom, very bottom left hand corner. You see how the picture is curved on the corner. Yeah, that is of a period. So this is a color photo, but it's a period we normally think of as a black and white period. Huh. That's what I'm saying. So uh the guy in the very background by the waves, he's got like a retro Super. vibe. Yeah. Um, the beach is... Yeah, I think... And look at her glasses. Look at the woman in the purple d- yeah. skirt. Yeah. Look at very, those glasses. Very retro glasses, right? Very retro. Yeah, those frames are horn-rimmed like 1955. Yeah. And the little kids' shoes, look at them. Yeah, they're like Crocs, but not, you know? Yeah. But the lady standing in front of the little kid, the little blonde boy, um, 
her style is more modern. It is. Surprisingly. And the guys, look at how high-waisted the guy to her left, his pants are. Yeah, but that's a grandpa style. It is a grandpa style. Oh, he's holding a camera. Yeah, he is. I want to say this is the 60s. Very I'm early saying 60s. you've got the woman sitting so down in the bikini. Too. That's a sign, right? Yeah, but, and look yeah. at the look at the the top of her bikini. Those those are pointy. That's pointy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not forties. I don't think. No, no, it's. I think it's sixties. Yeah, early again. All right, I'm going to go 1960, even though it's. Uh, that's what I was going to say. God damn it! But yeah. that's okay. I'll say 1961. All right, Will, what are you doing? I'm guessing 63 for some reason. Okay, we're hitting the submit button. Okay. 62. <laughs> so close. I'm at 1,849 points. We're doing better this time, I think, collectively. You are. Uh, next round. Okay. Oh. Black and white photo, but more modern than that last one. It looks very 80s. It looks 80s. Look at that earring she's got. The hair is totally 80s. Yeah, Why is it black and white? Uh, people use black and white, you know. Oh, so they're just they're just uh, throwing a curveball. Yeah. And the short, like whatever she's wearing, are those shorts? Those are 80s also. Yeah. Oh, no. Electric waste. What's going on? Oh, my. I lost it for a second, but it came back. Okay, good. Electri- uh, her waistband on her shorts is um, that style, too. Yeah. But you can get tricked. Very easily by thinking things are earlier than they are, because people's fashions stick around, right? So y'all, you have to look for the latest thing to guess closer to the year, and then maybe put it a couple years later, unless it's like World War II parade, you know? Um, so in the top right-hand corner, uh, there is a shelf with some towels. Yeah. That looks like standard shit you get at the grocery store now. Mm-hmm. But the mixer, uh, by the guy's head and by the comb, is very old style. Well, you get those now, too, because they're retro and pretty. Yes, that's right. And then the cash register is 80s style, but yeah. not, not yeah. early 80s. And no. she's holding, the lady with the cone, or person with the cone, is also holding sunglasses in the left hand. Yeah, and he's got a <coughs> muscle shirt, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Without so. the muscles. Without the muscles. <laughs> muscles. How, how are you going to grow the muscles if you don't <laughs> put them out in the sun? <laughs> okay. This is very tricky. No, 1986. What do you think, Will? I put an 84. Mm, I'm going to go later. I'm going to go 1990. No. We'll see what happens. Risky. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, it is quite late for a black and white photo, right? But yeah, I'm going to go for it. Here we go. One, two, three. 1985. 85. Mm. Okay. I did bad on that one. <sighs> Next round. <laughs> okay. Oh. Computer room. Wait. Hold on. <clears throat> oh. Mine's not going forward. Next round. I've had I have had them crash on me. It's very upsetting. Oh, hold on. 
Okay, no, wait. Are you at a computer room or? or no, I had a computer. What? No, I'm not. I, I I got all the way to five. Uh, it might maybe Connected. double submitted. I it think must you, have. I think you're. Yeah, yeah. I think you're fucked. Um, let me let me. Uh, I'll just wait here. <laughs> let me um let me tell you what's happening in the pic. You know, I can probably screen share it or something. Yeah, but I can't submit. Uh, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, I'll just wait. Yeah, yeah. I think what you did is you submitted 1960, <laughs> which oh. is a bad year for this because those computers are later than 1960. What are you seeing, Will? I'm seeing. Um, hold on, Mike. I set down my phone to drink some coffee. Um. I, uh, I'm seeing a dude, uh, he's got, um, lamb chops on his, uh, yeah, he, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's got Mutton lamb chops. chops. Mutton chops. I'm thinking lamb but, chops because I'm thinking the book. <laughs> lamb chops. Or like, uh, lamb chop the puppet. Yes. He's got little puppets on his face, Misa. Um, look at that printer. Oh, is that what's to the right of him? To the left of him. There's a dot matrix pl- printer with a bucket of um, paper on the floor that's feeding in from the bottom. Oh. The casters on those chairs are very modern. Uh, not modern. They're very old. They're like 60s style. And the chairs, the color is very 70s style. His clothes are uh, 70s style. And the computers are um, 70s style as well. Phone looks 70s style. I don't know, like, I, I don't know what computer this is, but I'm going to say 1976. I'm guessing 75. Okay. All right. So Mice is going to be way off probably. 1960, I believe. Yeah, I'm glad. Oh man, we were I'm wrong. I'm gonna lean right into that. Oh uh, shit, 1983. Wow. Ugh. I was less wrong than you, though. I think, Will, because I I was slightly later. Five. Yeah. Thirteen. I'm at three thousand points, which is pretty good. All right, so Micey, you're on the last one. I am. Oh my god. Okay, so I've 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 seen this guy show up. I don't know who he is. <laughs> okay and he's got a particular button on oh does he yeah what's the button say this is the jobs and freedom march if we don't get this we're messed up oh shit i think it even says the year january something no i'm gonna say it says 1965 where do you see that it's on his on his i think that might be late yeah well see uh, what i was gonna say uh earlier about my joke is um Every time this guy shows up in a photo, it's 1963. Um, but when did when was he assassinated? Was it 60, 63? Was it 65? No. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, now there's a recording of us not knowing like basic facts about Dr. King. Hey, <laughs> we're, two of us are not from that country. <laughs> Well, you know what? While, while I was waiting for you, I was going to Google it. Oh, and shit. I, thought, I was nope, about to Google it. Yeah. That. No, no. I thought no. That was, I was cheating. So it I, is cheating. So yeah. I was literally going over to Google to do back. it. Yeah. I, but yeah, I actually, but, after I held back, I thought one of those two knows. I'm pretty sure that says 65, <laughs> but you, Will, I, you're I, saying. I, 
Yeah. I, I I think the March for Jobs and Freedom was earlier than that, but it I doesn't could be say wrong. that. It says March on Washington. March on Washington is what it says. And there's a It says March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. And then there's hands, shaking hands, white hand and black hand. And then it says January mm-hmm, like 28th or something. And then 19, I think it says 65. It doesn't mine won't zoom anymore. I need a bigger phone. Maybe I mean maybe it does say three or five, I think. Because it does look a lot like it says sixty-five. I'm gonna go nineteen sixty-five. I have nineteen sixty-five as well. What are you doing, Will? Yeah, trust trust thine own eyes, you know. Um he's got some uh uh Muslims with him. Yeah. Um Are we sure those are Muslims? They got the special uniform. They gotta be Muslims. American Muslims. (laughs) Uh, what a Malcolm hist- Malcolm History X guys. Uh, I, I just don't think that I don't know if Malcolm X was part of the March for Jobs and Freedom. No, but uh, it doesn't matter because we've got a date on his fucking pin, so it's possible that he's uh, he's announcing this in the future. But it's still <laughs> it's 1965. Well, look, right? It's got to be 1965 or three. It could be a three. It looks like a five, even though it's almost no pixels at all. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna all right. I could be totally wrong about this, mm-hmm. but I think I think the answer is three, and I'm gonna go with three. I'm gonna okay. go with sixty-five. I've got sixty-five. I think, right Will, just so you know, every time he shows up, it's nineteen sixty-three. So okay, you're probably so right. You ready? Let's check this out. Let's let's just see it. One, okay. two, submit. Sixty goddamn three. God yeah. damn three. Always trust the the rules. It's 1963. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. So I got 3,851, which is a very respectable score. What did you guys get? Uh, uh, surprisingly, I got 3,474. That's a very respectable score. Because, I got 4301. Dude, that is one of the highest ever recorded I've ever seen. What'd you get, Will? 4301. 4, That's Whoa. really fucking good. You have to remember, you get a thousand points for a right answer. There's only f- five questions, right? So you're like very good at this game. Well, I got zero for the 1983. Wow, question. you did that good, Misa, <laughs> with one with one wrong, <laughs> uh, by not by your own action. <laughs> wow, uh, it's uh, the the pictures are quite. Uh, sometimes I've seen like repeats of the pictures, so I don't know how big the database is of photos, but I gotta say, like, it's, it's super compelling. And, and it's sometimes fun. it's impossible because like the photo is like just shit. It's like, it's like black. You can see like a foot. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, you can't even tell if it's like a, in there in a tunnel or their car. There's like no people. <laughs> it could be like some waves. And then, like a foot, and then I'm supposed to guess the year. <laughs> well, I have to say, if if I had seen this computer picture, I would have said 1983. I would have been a thousand points more. I should just add the thousand you points should. right now. You guys are clearly really good at this. My best score was my first game, and then uh, it took me like probably 15 games to get uh, a high score that I found very respectable. Uh, which is around 4,000 something. Wow. That's like um, they just fished you in like a gambler. 
gave you a good yeah, but I think it also it, it also talks about um, uh, I think it also talks about like how your instincts are are better uh, un unsecond guessed, right? I don't know. There's probably something to that. What? It, oh, yeah. Um, I I haven't played the geo guessing game, but it's really it's interesting because. Uh, it works the same way. You get points based on how close you are to the location. So, yeah. like, if you, if you, oh, that's Piccadilly Circus, that's a thousand points, right? Uh, or whatever. But if you, uh, if you get the right continent, that's more points than if you <laughs> are in the wrong hemisphere. Oh, well, that makes sense. I think I would be not good at that game. Well, uh, the, it, it really depends, right? Because you can do it by language. Some road signs, right? What side of the car or what side of the road the cars are on? That can, like, there's lots and lots of clues. And also, like, the ge- geography of the plants and, uh, yeah. So you can, you can actually infer a lot of information from, uh, it's like a thousand data points instead of a thousand words. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, a very fun game, very addictive and very dangerous. Therefore, I think we should stop playing. Yeah, it was Jesus. fun though. Thanks, Jesse. It's too fun. It's way too fun. Way too addictive. Oh my god! I don't want to be one of these wordle people. <laughs> all my uh, all my friends play wordle, but I uh, I I stopped when I was on vacation mm-hmm. and just never started again. And it's better that way. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's too addictive. It's too addictive. My mom was I don't know if she's still wordling, but she was wordling like she loves all those she plays like the fake Scrabble games on her phone with her friends and uh you know, Scrabble's fun and all, but it's a, it's so it's making the socials probably even worse for making it addictive cuz as soon as somebody started competing with me, I'm like, fuck, I got to keep playing. I can't let them beat me. <laughs> My score. I must have an unbeatable score. And, uh, and you know, the temptation to cheat, uh, I'm very good at resisting that. But um, that wanting to do better, wanting to, I'm not really cheating. I'm just helping. I'm just curious, right? Fuck you. You fucking liar. You're lying to yourself. So, yeah, ooh, I'm. Uh, let's let's uh, have a nice relaxing book set in Ireland. What do you think? An excellent idea. All right, uh, cozy. It's very cozy. Cozy. Cozy in that frozen cave. <laughs> Irish <laughs> cave. All right. So, um, I got a recorder started. Will you? Do you have a recorder on your end? Yep. All right. Um, I believe I have a little, oh, I better hide that from myself. Photo was taken in 1972. No, 1980, Jesse. God damn it. Okay. I am ready. Um, I don't, um, maybe it's on the picture. Yeah, I got it. All right. You ready? Ready. One sec. Okay. Oh, by the way, happy new year, Will. I don't think I've talked to you this year. And Misa. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Happy New Year, both the uh, the both Western and Eastern New Year. Yes, Happy Chinese New Year too. Oh, is that today? No, it was a couple of weeks ago. Okay. 
Chinese New Year is a much better, much better New Year uh, party than um, regular New Year because you get to go to Chinatown and eat uh, almond cookies and have mm-hmm. fireworks and dragon dances. Do they do the fireworks there? Yeah, well, firecrackers, not fireworks. I right. mean, uh, yeah, firecrackers and more important, dragon dances and almond cookies. Ooh, so, I love the almond cookies. Almond cookies, bean cakes are good too. All yeah. the cookies are better. Although I'll, I'll take it when I go to, not that I'm going, but if, if I was going there, I would get a box and have both put in. I'd have <laughs> I've never seen a dragon dance. Before. I haven't either. I've only seen pictures. We got one at my uncle's wedding. Uh, Why? He married, he married a Chinese lady. Wow. Yeah. I think she's a spy. Yes, do tell. <laughs> does she have a balloon? Uh, does she have a balloon? Not that kind. No, that's very... See, Will, this is going to be out in seven months. Nobody's going to be talking about the balloon. There's going to be some other ridiculous thing. <laughs> uh, the size of three buses. <laughs> uh, I saw... I saw... Yeah, I saw a few j- good jokes, but... This blew uh, this blew up too big. <laughs> this balloon star. Oh, right, nice. I nice. didn't. I didn't want to make that joke. It just had to come out <laughs> because it's true. It it really did blow up way too big. It's not. Uh, it's a fucking slow news day. That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> There's still people. Still people talking about it, and it'll be completely forgotten. It'll be like on a whatever the uh, app version of Trivial Pursuits is in ten years, and people will say, "Nope, don't remember." That's true. And the, the people who do remember were, will hate them. <laughs> because that's so trivial, not important. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, that, that story was way too big. Too many jokes. All right. Uh, yeah. Here we go.